What's up and welcome to episode 27 of How Not to Summon a Podcast. As always, I'm Shini Senpai, and this week I'm joined by the guy who was definitely eaten first, Jim. Yeah, I could see that happening. And the guy who was always trying to bang mom, Grayson. What's up, Scooby Gang? <laughs> and this yeah. week we are finishing The Promised Neverland, episode 7 to 12. I don't bang mom, I just help her out when she gets stuck. I don't do words. <laughs> that like a beast good at swallowing um ask your dad (laughs) (laughs) the aggression (laughs) it's what his daddy likes (laughs) let's jump into episode seven where we left off with sister crona saying that she wanted to join forces with the gang episode seven opens with norman turning around to sister crona and saying to her that He's happy to hear her out and see what she has to say. She tells them that she's interested in Isabella being replaced. She wants to replace Isabella. She wants Isabella to lose her job. And to convince them even further, she tells them, well, she shows them first her tattoo and says, I actually know where you're coming from. I used to be one of you guys. I'm part of the Crips blood. This is when we find out that obviously the 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 mums of... do a black inclusive... Part of a podcast and then say the Crips Club. What's the Crips Club? Ah, oh. it's a fucking gang. The Bloods. I know and the it was Crips. a Bloods and Crips. I know it was a gang of black people. Well, I didn't know that. I just said gang. You can't keep that in. Well, then delete it. We can take it out. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> take it out then. Hi, I'm Jim. I love one eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Jim rocks both sides of the boat. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> Sister Krona tells the gang that any girl that achieves high scores and gets a personal recommendation from the mum of the facility that they're at has an opportunity to become a mum themselves. I take it if you fail the mum test, you get eaten. I guess. I guess that's the downside of it. Would it be out of date by then? Has it its best before? Yeah, I, I just guess you, like if you can't fully finish the training you're dead anyway i mean yeah it might get to a point where they just but i guess them. that you, or they just use them as a breeding machine then off them yeah Ooh. maybe yeah well there's only so many mums and there's 30 odd children to we, talk, we, don't, we, don't, I mean, we don't know worldwide how many facilities there are, are no. we talking handmaid's tale sort of thing going on here? yeah similar to yeah Thought i know so. where you're coming from she also tells the guys that she can't leave so she herself is tracked and she has a chip installed in her chest, and she shows them the gigantic scar. The this chip will stop her heart if she leads, leaves the premises, but it also can detect her heartbeat. So if she was killed, which is what we found out they were thinking of doing earlier, the demons will know that the mum has died. So there's literally like you take the job as mum, you're stuck in that property 
you're stuck doing that job forever. There's nothing you can do. This doesn't seem like a really good out for not killing mum. Either way, five minutes after you're done, the demons know you've escaped. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you could still offer and just run. And run. Yeah, as long as you're still escaping via the wall or whatever, yeah. then yeah, this is literally no different. So it's a cop-out. To make it go the way that it goes. Is any part of you going to have an attachment to mum? I mean, she does care for them throughout their regardless, lives. Regardless of what you finally know the outcome to be, is there not something there that would um, make you not want to kill her as much as you hate her? Humanity? Yeah, it just makes you know human, better, Human nature? Yeah. yeah, well, you're not eating her. Being but. half decent. So Sister Crona tells them that she's happy for them to escape because them escaping will show that Isabella is incompetent at her job and... Therefore, Sister Crona will be able to take over Isabella's... I mean, it's a fair plan. It's a fair plan. They get what they want. She gets what she wants. It's a win-win, isn't it not? Yeah. On the face of it, yes. Yeah, on the face, you're thinking, yeah, I'm on board with this. I'll, I'll listen to Sister Crona. But of course, she's not being 100% truthful. No, of course she's, she's not, no. She tells them that they need to stop by her room later on that night because she has information to give them. Just give them it there. Yeah, no, she's like, come to my room later and I'll give you information. I guess so nobody else is around. It's I mean, mum can say that to me. What? I'll come to her room later and she can give me some information. Oh, for God's sake. Patrick about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about what I'm saying. No, I think he's saying <laughs> that he actually finds Isabella attractive and she'd have Would to. you not? Is it... Yeah, no, she's, yeah. Like the... the I did the, say in your the intro. The kind of maidy outfit and... Isabella's not ugly. The purple eyes. <laughs> yes, but Isabella is in her mid thirties, so there's not an issue with you saying anything about it. Oh yeah, do her. There we go. <laughs> She's all right. She's I lied. Tidy. She's tidy. She's tidy. She's tidy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, her hair got nice. Her hair got nice. She had a good haircut. <laughs> so after she's told them that to come to her room later because she's got info. Norman turns around to the group and is basically like, she's full of shit. She's just looking for evidence. She needs something solid. She needs solid proof that we're the ones that are trying to escape so that she can use that information. I don't trust her at all. But let's go and have a chat with her. Let's see what we can get out of her. Yeah, we just need to be careful with what we're saying and don't give away too much. Well, regardless of what happened, the kids have the safety net that, they're not going to be harmed or die. Like, yeah. mum went mental they when one got a cold. Yeah, they want to use her. This is when it cuts to Isabella and she's re- she receives like a box. She can receive my box. Uh, <laughs> Jim just turned away <laughs> in disgust. <laughs> we don't see the payoff for this until later on. I'm not allowed to make comments and stuff like that, but then instantly <laughs> you can talk about him giving it to mum. Only your mum. No. (laughs) (laughs) And your dad. (laughs) (laughs) There's the aggression. We jump to that night and Norman and Emma are the ones that have decided that they're going to be the ones going to Sister Crona's room. Sister Crona has... Nothing's really given away in this, this sort of back and forth as such. They try and be really careful about everything they're doing. But Sister Crona outright is just like... Yeah, you've all got trackers and this is where it is. And she just shows them the trackers straight away. 
Uh, yeah, but the, she also is like, so what do you want to know? Uh, the fact you're on a farm, like there's demons and... Like, yeah. She's real just like open with everything, just lets them like know everything that she knows, which comes back. Like, so this comes back later in episode 12, but this is how early the plan is in place. Yeah, and she's so forthcoming with information. Yeah. She's like, this is where your tracker is. Oh, by the way, if you break it, HQ find out. They'll know if you've broken your tracker. So she says it has to be removed from your... Uh, is it in the back of the year or is it behind the year? No, Regardless it's got to be in the year, f- isn't it? It's in the year because yeah. they cut them off. Yeah. Regardless of that, you fucking feel around, you find the fucking tracker and you cut it out. It's an ear. Yeah. Well, she suggests you either remove it or you cut off your ear there's as the no, last resort. No, there's no reason to fucking, you know... Cut your ear off. Cut your entire fucking ear off. Not unless you're in a real hurry, I guess. No, even then you could still probably just dig out the yeah. chip, couldn't you? Yeah. Fucking going all Van it seems go. a bit. It seems a bit much to just lob your ear off in a rush what i was just thinking like i couldn't do that no no, that's the point that. well I'm cut not. your ear off yeah no it's not if, fucking cutting your ear off. if it's your life or your ear you'd you'd cut your ear off but what we're saying I mean, is you is say that you'd, you'd cut your ear off yeah, you would. are you gonna do it saying you're doing if it, it if it meant that i survived and didn't die yes we found jigsaw we have haven't we have I, you ever seen the you're film? You're looking real sus. Have right you ever now. seen the film Would You Rather? Yes. Because that's like, there's a scene in that where they she has to take a razor blade to her eye no, and no. slice it open and, and destroy her eye with a razor blade or die. Mm. And so she cuts her eye out with a razor blade. That's You're not right? happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Anyway, I'm done till the Sister Krona tells them that everything they need to deal with the chips and the trackers is in the infirmary and she's happy to give them the key so they can go and get the tools she is too forthcoming i you'd smell a rat instantly just because of how she is i mean he's standing right next to him but yeah what he is ray's in there as well isn't he ray's in there no i thought ray was just norman and emma that i've gone to speak to him that's it so at this point you know where the trackers are she's giving you the tools to get them out are you not cutting those trackers out and just putting them in your pocket or the bottom of your shoe or something? It would make sense. Just deal with it earlier. And then carry the tracker around rather than it being in you. As long as you can make then. sure you hide the wound. But, but I think happening. Emma comments that mum always sort of plays with her hair and stuff and, and would see if something wasn't right behind the ear. You're not going to cut it out before the time that you need to cut it out because instantly you're, like, you're asking for trouble. Like She's going to see that. Yeah. And like, what's the point? If she sees it, then guess what? Your ovary is getting put in. She divvies up a bit more information as well. She tells them that she's 26, Isabella's 31, and that there's more than one plant, but you probably could have guessed that anyway. It's not going to be the sole human plant, is it? And it's a wagon wheel. She does, yeah. She does tell them that there are humans on the outside, as far as she's aware. But she doesn't know where, how many, nothing like that. She just knows of something out there there's there's some sort of human community outside i think that's more for us than it is for them yeah i don't see how she'd know no i, I guess all she the overhearing well, she, conversations that maybe. and she's obviously throughout her training and everything she's had a lot of communication with other people and so she knows that there are other people around but i can't imagine demons would allow human well this is it cities. She, she says that they're doing jobs so okay. they're working for the, 
the other humans that she's seen are all working for the demons. A servant class. Yeah. Okay. She tells them that she doesn't know how the world became like it did. That's a cop out. No, that's a push it to the next season. Yeah, that's a, you'll find out how the world became infested with demons at some point. I wonder how they're going to do that. Yes. Because they specifically call them demons, not monsters or aliens. No, they're demons. demons. Yeah, I I wonder how they're going to work around that. Somebody opened the gates to hell and it's going to be weird, that one. Yeah, I think mm, this is what I think it should have just ended. Yeah. It's 12 episodes. She tells them that there's very little security because they don't feel like there's a need because the presence of more security would inhibit the children's life on the farm and therefore the grade of food that they are isn't as good and this is all to do with the stock and how good it is it's said very matter-of-factly by her as well by the way very casual isn't it It is oh yeah because she's expecting information in return no but i mean like as in like the way she talks about it like the fact that ah these kids uh, you know that their growth will be inhibited and it wouldn't taste as good and i'm like are you forgetting about like there must be something? They're that, children. Yeah, there They're must people be something. Like you. That it's is, brainwashing, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't even think it's brainwashing as well. And it's survival, it's, as you heard from Isabella. Conditioning. Yeah, I think it is a bit of conditioning there. So they don't want to divvy up information themselves. They turn to leave, but as they turn to leave, this is when Sister Crona kind of changes and she starts laughing and she turns around. And she's like, "So you knew about the trackers then?" Because when I told you that they were behind your ear, you you didn't even flinch. Didn't even seem surprised, didn't even touch behind your ear, nothing. You knew they were there already. You know most of this information that I've already given you. And she she reads them like a book. Which means you know that you've got to get them out. Yeah. Which means you've got a way of getting them out. Then she starts going on about, she says that she knows of the one. Neo. But then she's like, I won't give you any more information. Now, that'll come at another time, which obviously doesn't happen. But she was prepared to tell them about the one and more stuff about the actual demons themselves, but she doesn't get a chance to divvy up that information. It's more of a cop-out, that one, again. For me, mm. like, surely these kids, now she's like, I'll give you this well, she was under the impression that she was going to have another chance to communicate with these kids. No, she did what she did next on purpose but they these kids could have literally just been like well then tell us yeah i mean you would at the moment when those you? kids be would have like, been like well tell us what what these demons are in there yeah you'd want to know huh. tell yeah. us what's happening who the fuck is the one what's Neo. that <laughs> agent, smith. Neo. Agent, smith, agent smith agent smith agent smith is the one they're all in the cow matrix <laughs> I'm fucking doing that over there. The mood tricks. The mood tricks. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm a dad. I'm allowed those jokes. We cut to Isabella and Ray together. Isabella gives Ray his reward for being a spy. He gets a camera. There's that. There's also that moment where he takes a picture, isn't there? And it's a Polaroid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that meant, but I don't know. It's kind of a nice little scene when he takes a picture and she's got that like really stoic expression on her face and. That might not come back till season two. He's taken a photo of mum. Has he kept it? No, he puts it on the table, doesn't he? And he gives it to her. Why would he give a photo of her to her? I don't know. This is you. Look at it. And then look at yourself. And then we get the clock starts striking, and we have that really tense moment. I don't know if you remember it when it just flashes to each character, and it, it tries to create suspense. 
I thought for nothing. Weird, yeah. Why? That was really weird. Like they just introduced this random like clock striking moment where everyone's like looking at the camera, like, and I was like, "What's? Is it going down? What's 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 happening?" We decided that this is the time to move and action. Uh, Is uh, is something? Yeah. Is somebody going? Somebody going to die? What's going to happen? Nothing. Then it cuts to Isabella, and she says to herself, "Now it's time to begin." So she had a plan, and there we go. She's now going to. She's decided that her plan is yeah. It's time for her plan to go. It is a real menacing dark moment. Yeah, because she's just like right. Then let's let's put this into action. Yeah. So we cut to the next day, and that's when the kids had decided that they were going to try and one distract mum, and two go and check out the wall. And it was Ray's job to go and distract mum. Norman and Emma they want to they want to move the escape. They well, Norman's constantly trying to move the escape. He's like, let's go sooner, let's go sooner, let's go sooner. So they decide that they're gonna go sooner because they found out from Ray that he's already designed this. What is it like an electronic inhibitor? Yeah. Thing? EMP? I, th- I think it's no. I think it's simpler than it's that. Just I think it's just pulse, runs an electric it, that shorts current that yeah. shorts it. Yeah. Okay. So he's invented this. So he's ready to go. And they're like, so if you're ready to go, we know what we want to do. We just need to see what's on the other side of the wall. This is it. Yeah, that's the last step, isn't it? It's a bit late. I think so. I think you should have known well before creating a plan. What's on the other side of the wall? What's on the other side. Yeah, you would have, you? would want to know the lay of the land before you even make a plan about how you're going to escape. Surely. Yeah, yeah. So, basics 101. If you're going to dig a tunnel out of a, I mean, POW camp or anything like that. POV camp. We've seen it, like, I mean, Great Escape and stuff like that. You want to know what's on the other side of that area that you're going to so then you can get yourself away and, like, all those different things. You need to know what your next steps after you get to this point is. They've literally left out that entire step. But we know why they leave it out. No... You say that, but they've also been thinking about murdering their mum. Well, they would I'm... know they <laughs> they are kids, and that, yeah. but they have literally had more insight and in knowledge into what's going on in this world than most of us probably would have at this point. So all I'm saying is, surely if they're creating a plan, they would want to know the plan hundred percent before yeah. you're even getting to the point where you go right. Well, maybe we should actually put that into a practice. We'll do it earlier. Check, check in over the wall is almost one of the first things you, you need to do. You do because it it's like the first step, yeah, isn't it? You get on the wall, you get over, you get the over wall. the wall. <laughs> that's it, and then you fucking worry about it. Surely that's like you'd have had that, but it's only put like that to get to this climax of where we go to next. Yeah. So the next bit is as they're about to act their plan out, Sister Crona decides it's the perfect time for her to rummage around and search for evidence of what they're planning to do. So as she's in the bedroom, rummaging through everything, Phil walks past and he stops and he's like, what are you doing to Sister Crona? And she's like, I can't remember what she says. She's cleaning. That's it. Yeah, she's cleaning. And Phil's like, uh, okay. And just walks. Another moment with Phil. You know, Phil's... Nosy. Yeah, he knows what's going on, doesn't he? Well, not completely, but he knows something's not right. Is that um, Ray's bed as well, isn't it? Yes. Because she does find something behind there, doesn't she? She does. But just after she she finds something and she's about to run off with it when Isabella's there at the door and she's got a knife in her hand and Sister Crona panics and is like, thinks that Isabella's going to stab her. I mean, I thought that as well. But it's just a letter opener. And she's like, it's a letter from HQ. Congratulations. 
you've been offered a position at a different plant because I've recommended you. And the episode ends with her basically saying, goodbye, Sister Corona, have fun. Off you pop. And that's it. And we come into episode eight. We find out that the letter was from grandmother Grandmother saying that Sister Corona has been appointed at plant four as the new mum of plant four and she has to leave immediately. Corona's upset for us. I mean, did we, what did we think? I I was kind of confused why she's upset. Yeah, like her same. whole plan is like she wants to be a mother because she's she's upset because she knows something's not right. Yeah, but for like, us, did did we know roughly what was happening when you're watching it, or did you think, oh, Isabella's just shafted, her. shafted her over to somewhere else? And well, that's yeah. what I thought. She's like, oh well, well, I need to get rid of this problem, and that was the yeah. Best but did you way. think she was going to get rid of her the way she does? I don't remember the way she did. Well, yeah, by trying to shaft her out by doing that, which is the way I thought they were going to do it. Anyway. Well, it seems like a fucking win-win to me. Like Mother she- gets rid of sister out of her fucking hair and sister gets a fucking house. But she knows that that's not usually the way it goes. Hence why, because she's like, what do you mean I've got to leave immediately? Like, there's no preparation time or anything like that. That's I think that's what makes her believe that something's not right. So what she does is she gets a package out of her drawer and she places it in one of the drawers in the bed, the Ray's. children's bedrooms. Ray's. Norman's. Oh, Norman's, was it? She places it in Norman's drawer and then we see her packed up. And leaving. And she leaves. She goes through the gate and grandmother is there to greet her like we expected her to be. I think at this point she makes a decision. So she has two choices here. She either accepts it and goes and becomes a mother at some other plant and stuff like that, or she tells them. And these people know it. So grandmother and that have already got this plan in place. If she accepts it and leaves, then, yeah, fair enough. Goes to the next plant. I think she. she I think Sister Crona knows what's going to go down. But in a desperate attempt, when she sees grandmother and finds out, she tries to tell on the children as, no, a, as a desperate that, last resort. That is the point where i think isabella and grandmother had already said well if she goes she goes and she'll get this place in a position there if she don't well, then we know what we need to do with her. no i think the intention was to kill her from the really? go. yes so yeah, the demon's already there um, to kill is to kill sister crona yeah it was isabella has already organized sister crona to be killed and that's where she's being led to. And the way that they tried to trick her to the gate is to tell her that she's been appointed a job. I think it was more of carrot and stick from this one. No. She had the carrot of going to become a mother, but no, the all she to had to do was look the other way for what was going on here. But because she had to, well, she couldn't put up with it. She couldn't. I mean, just... Well, grandmother just tells her her services are no longer needed because, yeah. she, well, she says, I'm aware of the situation. Exactly. That the children know. But I'm also completely happy that Isabella has it all under control and she says and your services are no longer needed but that's what I'm on about like I felt like if grandmother hadn't been told she'd have just okay fair enough go off to another plant this is the fact that she couldn't just look the other way on something. no well she says she's in the way and that yeah. she needs to understand that Isabella is special yeah and that's what I mean she wasn't like Corona is straight laced with how she does it She's like, no, this is the rules. This is what we have to do. Isabella is like, I'll bend the rules and do everything we need to to get the perfect product. I don't care about what happens or how we do it, but this is how we're going to do it. We'll get the perfect product too. So she works at Brewdog. Yeah, in essence. (laughs) 
and we get the next scene is the the one that kind of jumps from the house to Sister Crona. So she knows at this point that she's going to die. And she's got the little letter open a knife and she's waving it It's been fucking drawn out of this well, for me. It jumps from her and the demon little showdown. We see all the children in the mess hall eating. And it kind of jumps between them. And then we get Sister Crona's flashback of her life from when she was a kid all the way up and going through the processes of becoming a mum. And she tries to fend off this demon with this letter opener knife. And it's it's, it's about fucking ten times the size of her. And hench. And it Tidy. but instead of like but instead of like slashing her or eating her or anything like that, it just has a flower in its hand. And stabs the flower. Yeah. Her. And just shoves the flower in her chest, drains her, and blooms. Really weird, right? It's so weird. It is weird. What is the flower? Because it's what, the third time we see this fucking you know thing? And never gets addressed. Ever. Ever. Not yet, it doesn't. Again, you know what we again, have said? Would you love one of the biggest fucking questions to be answered within 12 episodes? No, you fucking don't. You need more for episode two. Uh, at least some fucking kind of an answer. Even if it's not the full but one. The, ho- just the, whole, like... the whole basis of series one, season one, is the house and the escape from. The outside world and all the questions that go along with it are to be answered later. But we can't talk about later. We've got to talk about this season. Yeah, I know. I get it. And I'm also saying, fuck, it's weird that this flower gets stabbed in your chest and you die. But what I'm not saying is, oh, I wish they'd fucking answer it right now. I like the idea of plots and stories carrying on for seasons as an overarching But these flowers must be some I don't like tools like that going multiple seasons without explaining what they are. And that's fine. Yeah, but they might get explained really early. I'd, in I prefer two. a misdirect. Yeah. If you're going to do it, I'd even take a misdirect. Just sum it. Like, I'd take a misdirect on what they are and how they're used and why they're in there. Like, I've seen misdirects on tools like that being done before in series. But we only find out stuff as the kids find them out. Yeah, true. That's true, yeah. Because so, the, the so thing is, we are getting this from the audience, but actually, what we should only know is what the kids know. And we do, uh, yeah, um, they've only ever seen, they saw Connie's body with the flower in it, and that's it. So they haven't divulged any more than what the kids know. Mm. We we get that pieces of information as they do. As she's dying, Sister Crona sort of it says in her head, you kids better escape and survive, and she dies. So you're right, she died in episode eight, right, yeah, right at the mean, start right of right episode eight. This is when the kids decide that they're going to try and act out their plan and climb the wall and everything like that that goes along with it. Ray goes to mum to distract her. And as he's about to talk to her, she stops him and she's like, don't worry, Ray. Sister Crona's gone. I've dealt with that problem. He's like, what do you mean Sister Crona's gone? And she's like, it's fine. I've handled it. This is where she starts getting creepy for me. We- yeah. yeah. This is kind of like the turning point between you know she's a bad guy to her acting like the bad guy. Yeah, their plan in motion. There's yeah. there's implications or the implication of what she is beforehand, but this is her doing yeah. stuff that shows that she's not a good person. She's a bad guy and she's got a evil genius sort of blooming yeah. head on her as well. well. She tells Ray, our deal's off. There is no deal anymore. You're not my spy anymore. I know you've been lying to me and you've been double crossing me this entire time. Which I've been fine with because I've How does she know that? handled it. If if eleven year olds can work it out, yeah, then you've got to remember that she 
was one of those smart 11-year-olds. But what is she saying? What has he said to her where we've had a direct... Again, but... Yeah, it kind of goes to what Sheen said. We only find out what the kids know. So she doesn't tell them. We don't know. Yeah, true. It's just, it's just strange that we never see a conversation where he says something to her which would be in direct conflict with her knowing i mean are you trusting an 11 year old anyway as your spy as your only source of information and not actually doing some research yourself some villain monologue might have been nice yeah yeah possibly i know like we got from norm i know because yeah yeah i know because you told me this and actually i know this yeah well she picks up the tracker and looks at the tracker and she sees the two blips, which is Emma and Norman, right out at the wall. And she throws Ray in the room, bars the door, and just, just walks out. So she doesn't even take off at speed or anything That's like that. That's cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> Where's the explosion? <gasps> well, what, when mum's around? No, stop it. Not having it. When Keep it in your dad's mind. around. Keep it in <laughs> your <laughs> She also turns around and says to Ray, I know you won't let me get hurt. This is a throw out to she knows and Ray knows that that's mum and that's son. And she's like, I know you wouldn't let them hurt me. Yeah, that's true. So maybe that's where she gets it then. Maybe that's yeah. I know you're lying because there's no way that you would allow them to plot to kill me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could be it. That could be it. We solved it. We've done We've it. Cracked case it, case closed. Yeah, it is a good little hint, though, to them being connected more than we realised. But it's so throwaway that you. Oh yeah, know yeah. It. That's the point. Yep. This show does that a lot. And then she swans out of the house, and Dom and Gilda are standing there, and they were supposed to be on lookout and get a signal, and she just walks past them and gives them that sideways a smile, glance, like... and like smirk, and like, and you're like, oh no. Don runs inside and he breaks that he breaks down the door. That is an he, impressive fucking He breaks smash. down the door and gets Ray out and they all start running and they're like shit we've got to get to there's no chance they get in there first. Nope. There's no fucking chance. She's Not already the left by the way. Yeah, I was going to say and we know I mean, she's, to be fair she's just walking out. She, she is, yeah. There. And we cut to Emma and Norman and they're just about to climb the wall and then they know something's not right and they hear a sound, don't they? So Norman... It's so singing, isn't it? No, it's just this rustle, and they're like, something's not right, and they throw the rope into the bushes to hide it, and that's when Mum appears. It's a creepy way to I, I do yeah. like this bit, though, because she turns around to him, and she's like, we've spent ten years together, and this is the first time... We've to- talked normally. We've talked and aren't acting. No, actually, because it's, I think Emma's like, oh, Mum, and that, and she's like... She drops the thing. She drops the act. Yeah. Because Emma's like, oh, mum, mum. And she's like, no. Yeah. This is the first time that we'll talk over. Normally. Yeah. She's like, I'm the caretaker. You're the food. Yeah. This is what she says. I'm the caretaker. You're the food. I love you all. Now give up. That is basically what she says. Like, wow. That's when I tried killer, I think. At that point. I'd give it a fucking go anyway. Really? She ain't going to hurt you. I mean, she'll well, hurt you a little bit. You're precious you... merchandise to her, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. She'll she'll bust you up, but you ain't fucking going anywhere. She she asks them to be completely oblivious to the truth, so that they can die and feel satisfied with their life. How are you 
supposed to be oblivious to it. How are you supposed to die satisfied at 12? I'm going to die in a couple of months. Yeah, well. Lucky you. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be eaten by demons. Like, yeah, I'm just going to forget all about that yep. and carry on with my life playing tag. It's not going to happen. Is this the bit of the internal brainwashing from mum for herself? For my opinion here. I think it's her trying to justify what she's doing here. I don't know. I, there's no oh, way you, she could she, expect them to just be like, okay, we'll just give up and we'll forget. Well, no, because she's like, we've had 10 years here and they're happy and people are happy and you have a well-fulfilled life and that. Yeah. Like, I think that years. is her yeah. trying to justify, like, you know, you've had a very nice 12 years. Well, we might as well end it here. <laughs> that's what you say to a dog. <laughs> but that's what they are. Food. Farm. This Come on, Ray. Farm. Out the back of the barn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Get me shotgun. <laughs> Old yellow. Well, Norman turns around to her and is like, okay, that's fine. And you're like, oh, oh, what's going on? And then he's like, I guess I'm going to stop being good then. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And he runs for the rope. I don't know what they were trying to achieve. Yeah, what were they thinking here? What were they trying to achieve here? No, he I runs did. for the rope. And Emma runs for Emma her. runs at mum and just grabs her around I'll the waist. I'll hold her off. Don't like, worry. What the fuck was going on? Death. What was going on in this scene? Like, I don't know. Just as... And, just as Norman's about to, I don't know, do something with the rope. I don't know what he was going to fucking scream. do. He hears, you hear the snap. Yeah. And the scream. And he stops. And mum has snapped. Clean break. She specifies it's a clean Emma's break. Emma's leg. She snaps Emma's leg. And oh, and Dom and that have turned up as well, haven't yeah. they? At this moment. So, But they... she snaps it and then she's like, there, there. There, there. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. Huh. Mr. Shido. <laughs> she literally snaps it and is like, don't cry. It was a clean break. It'll heal fast. It's not that painful. Like, right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but the thing is, I still think, honestly, she believes in what she's doing now. She's got to that point. Well, she says think... to him, you are you are special. I can't let anything really bad happen to you yeah. all because you are special food for a special one. It's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I really want to know what this special one is. But it's the first time that we actually see her do something. Uh, it's the first time they it's have seen her dark, do something. isn't it? Well, it's the first time they've seen her do something bad as well. Yeah, they like. I think that they went for that option because they were like, "She's not going to do anything to us." Well, she can't afford to lose them. No, it's that That's they are that life. valuable that she cannot afford to lose them. But that's what I'm on about. Like I think that they're they gamble on it there. It's like their last ditch where they're like, You grab the rope and run, I'll hold her off. Yeah, I get she it. She ain't they, gonna yeah, do anything. They don't to expect us. her to snap a leg, do they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that moment they all turn around, looked horrified, and they're like, actually, she will do stuff to us. She will So hurt do you reckon us. this was a message for the other kids? It is. Oh, a hundred percent. Because she walks along holding Emma after doing it, doesn't she? And basically displays a her Emma in front of everybody. Again, we see Phil just watching really closely uh, Emma and the mum and everyone's facial expression. Phil takes everything in. Like Jim watching his parents' door on a night time. <laughs> his face. <laughs> and the episode ends. Where is all this coming from? <laughs> yeah. When I'm balls deep in your dad. <laughs> 
the episode. He's bringing some real constructive thoughts to this conversation right now. I'm tired. I've noticed. <laughs> and the episode ends with mum turning around to them all and saying, oh, I had a note come down from HQ. Norman, you're being shipped out tomorrow. And it ends. HQ my ass. What do you mean from HQ? Headquarters. No, uh, the fact that you're like, HQ my ass. I was like, maybe he has been. I just don't see it happening. Three pieces of meat that are specifically for one demon, the one, and then one of them's, what, he fancies a snack? Well, no, they, the most... they were going to use that one, weren't they? She knows Norman's the leader. Yeah. That, that He's the biggest, he is it the biggest problem. They need to but she's also problem. got two other, like, top-grade children anyway, so... What's the harm in... Well, they've obviously got more plans for Norman because what he happens doesn't later? get eaten. Do you so think you he becomes father? Think, oh, what? Hmm? think he becomes a father? I don't know. Dad? Something Papa! Papa. There's a reason he, that he's been summoned that soon. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go into episode nine coming up to 24 hours a week let's do this episode nine opens with us finding out that the emma's leg is going to take months to heal it doesn't i've broken my leg it took about eight weeks seven I'm, hours out of the i don't know i don't think I've they, they do, yeah they do specify i've never broke bone touch wood they do state that it takes months to heal because of the break i i but they say that she is going to recover by ray's birthday which was the day that he was going to get shipped out on his birthday. Ray has this... He kind of has a bit of a character change at this moment, doesn't he? The The situation makes him different because he's still optimistic about everything. He's Ray still thinks everything's going to be okay. Yes, he's really worried about Norman and because he's getting shipped out the next day. Well, he's like, day. we'll make the plan to... We'll bring it forward. We'll bring it to tomorrow. Yeah, he's overly optimistic as if he's just... Ignoring everything. Mum has outwitted them here. She's put them into a corner because um, if they're going to make a move, they're going to make it tomorrow. So then she's ready. Yeah. Like, any other time, she is has to be on guard. The leg snaps fucked them. All the time, yeah. yeah. She's got rid of one problem, but also the fact that she's brought it right forward. Yeah. And she's like, well, by the way, he's going tomorrow. That means that... They have no time. She knows exactly when they're going to go, and not all of them can go. So the plan yeah. must be all over the place. Yeah, there's no way time. Emma's climbing a wall and yeah. running away with a broken leg. No. Exactly. We cut to Norman and Emma, and they're together and they're talking. Norman is at, he's trying to ignore, because Emma's throwing questions at him about the fact that he's going that next day, and he's ignoring it. He's trying to act perfectly normal. I do like this scene. It's a bit weird because they do that stupid camera thing again. Oh, don't I they? fucking hate that camera. So Norman's thing. like, are you thirsty? I'm going to go and get you some water, Emma. And he walks off and they do the behind I didn't really corridor like this, walk thing. The fucking taking forever to twist a tap and fucking, oh, it's like, just get on with it. I like the fact that he cracks eventually. Yeah, and we I see don't mind that. something else. I just wish he would have played it cool in the corridors and, you know, just in case it were the other kids, lock the bathroom door and then break. Yes. Yeah. I think it would have been the same effect. No, he, no, he breaks it. As he's getting the water, he breaks the down there, doesn't he? And, and it's just like, oh, no. And it cuts back to Ray again and he's getting really angry and pissed off at everything that's happening. And he's, yeah, he's just flipping out. 
he's adamant that they need to get Norman out because he's he bursts into the room with Emma and he's like, next plan, we get Norman out. No matter what the cost. Even yeah. if it means we can't get out, we need to stop him. We, w- we can make a plan. Yeah, he's like, we'll worry about ourselves another time. It's Norman we need to worry about now. Yep. Which is what we'd all be like in that situation. One of you's up for the chopping block. They're the ones that the priority of trying to do something with. Otherwise, they're going to die as far as you're concerned. Yeah. Unless you just take one for the team. Well, that's what I was just thinking. I was just like, the plan is there for everyone. Like, the problem is here. You're basically breaking the plan. Kill one to save many. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. It's the tram conundrum, isn't it? It's the needs of the many. Yeah. Outweigh the needs of the few or the one. That's socialism, isn't it? That's Star Trek. But yeah. Norman. Is it? It's Spock. No. It's a big famous quote. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Didn't know that. Live long and prosper and... I know that. I knew the first bit and make it so. Make it show. I knew that one as well. (laughs) Norman, we see the bit just outside the door when Norman comes back and he composes himself again. And he enters the room trying to act really normal. And they kind of dump a plan on him where they're like, Norman, you're going to escape alone. You're going to pretend to go along with everything and then and escape. And hide in the woods. And yeah. I'm going to break your arm. And hide... Yeah, what's all that crap? Fuck me. Like... If this was the plan, surely you break Norman's arm or something so they can't give them damaged merchandise. Yeah. You just bought that, yourself two months. That's bollocks. the plan, isn't it? Well, that's bollocks anyway. Well, that ain't going to work because if you break his arm, they don't care about the arm. We've already heard this. No, like, they, they, eat the whole, they eat the whole human. It's just that the brain is the best part. Yeah. All right. Like, I thought the whole point of him... I still don't think the demons would be bothered, though. No, I've never checked a chicken for a broken leg. Uh, it's weird. No. And the fact that he's going to go and hide in the woods until the real escape as well is like... They're going to check the woods. Also, like, what are they going to... They can't smuggle food to him or anything like that. That was their plan. Yeah. They can't Ray was going to smuggle him food. I'll feed you and bring you supplies. They're tracked. What a fucking desperate plan. Yeah. It is a desperate plan and it's not thought out. And And Norman knows this. Norman knows that. Of course he does. And he knows that Mother has outwitted him. He knows that if he was to go missing as well, security would be tightened. Something would happen which would then impede the later plan. This is what he says. He's like, I'm not keen on it. So something they're going to do is going to impede a later plan because one of them will escape leaving two behind. Yeah? Yeah. Well, no, he's saying if he, if he was to disappear, they would up the security of the Isn't facility. Isn't what Emma did at the end with the four-year-olds and below? Yes. Yes. Okay, it just, it just seems stupid that it would be a problem here, but not. Yeah, later. but I guess you wouldn't deem four-year-olds and under as a much of a problem. But I suppose you'd also you've also got two years. She says two years. They're gonna kind of after six months they'll lower it, and then a yeah. year they'll lower it again until it gets to normal. I yeah. guess. Well, she says there's gonna be a a big gap for sending the kids out later on. Yeah. That's the point that they the conclusion that they come to later. Nor- Norman spends most of the time just refusing, though. He's he's he just he doesn't want anyone else to get hurt. It's just like, okay, I'm not going. I'm not going to go along with your plan. I'm willing to die. That's when they start going on about break an arm, get sick, something like that. Just anything. Go stand out in the cold. I don't know. Like, but he agrees with it in the end. He's just like, yeah, fair enough. We'll go along with your plans. I'll yeah, well, Ray give, hands him over the little electrical device and is like, right, break the chip in your ear and 
when you're when you've run you can get on the wall and that yeah and we'll work on a new rope and everything like that so that they've got new ropes for when they want to escape this is when ray drops the bombshell about infant amnesia because Norman wants to know why Ray knows so much about everything that's been going on in the plant and the facility and everything like that. He finally asks the question of why do you know so much and why are you a spy for mom, etc. He tells him about infant amnesia and the fact that he remembers lots of snippets from being in the womb. Very from, short but very high detail. Yeah, all from very early in his childhood. He remembers... You heard that too, right? He remembers things like, what was it? Childhood. Did I say that? Didn't I? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Me and Grayson both looked at each other and I was like, we'll leave it. Um, we'll leave it. It's unlike you to forget the D. <laughs> you normally leave the D in. <laughs> Ray remembers the tracker being put in. He has a memory of that. So he already knew yeah. where it was. So it, it doesn't make sense. No. He remembers snippets of demons' faces as well. Which is fine. Everything else makes fine, fine sense. It's just that one about the tracker. He already knew where it was, yet he let them go around yeah, doing whatever weird. they want to do. Yeah. They could have just gone under. Unless he knew of the tracker but didn't know where it was, I guess. But he says everything was high detail. doesn't remember yeah. a lot, but what he does remember is high detail. So he would remember the surgery and the scar behind his ear or something. Yeah. And he also remembers a lullaby. This is what this is really about. Fuck all else. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else in this that uh, will come back later. It's an excuse why he knows and it's the lullaby. He also says to him that he knows for a fact that the gate is no good because he knows that the gate leads directly to HQ. So that can't be the escape. It just can't because you're just out of the frying pan and into the fire, basically. Yeah. Everyone then starts getting really upset and breaking down and we get the sort of defeatist moment where they're all like, there's nothing we can do. And Norman's had it, which I thought he probably had anyway at this point. Well, yeah. I didn't I didn't expect there to be some sort of escape or de- anything like that. I, I kind of saw where this was leading, especially by the way he was acting as well. Oh, yeah. The way he was acting said to me that he's going along with their plan because... He wants to appease them until there's no chance for them to dispute it, basically. And that's what he does. But to appease them, he's like, yeah, no, okay, I'm, I'm on I'll board. go, along with, I'll the go plan. along with the plan. Thanks, guys. We get the little scene then when he goes to his drawer and he opens the drawer and the little wooden box from Sister Crona's there. Again, we don't find out what that's for until later. The next day is when they're all outside and they're all playing and Norman just, they all prepare him and he's got the device to break the tracker and everything like that and he runs off into the woods what do they do i can't remember what they do to distract now no they're not even trying to distract they don't really because i think they just they just set him up and he runs off into the woods alone well then it just looks like him trying to escape and no one else is involved yeah the biggest distraction you could do for mum right now is to be as normal as possible yeah because that's the thing that's going to make her as sus as hell if you've got some elaborate plan, she's going to go, this is for Norman. And fucking we know it is. Yeah. If you're acting normal, then it's just going to be, and at a later point, she's going to go, shit, where's Norman? Yeah. Well, we see him run. We see him get to the wall. We see him climb the wall. Easily. 
easily. He swings. What yeah. the hell does he do here? It's he like Spider-Man's his way up. Yeah. It's, it is literally like a swing. I, it's crazy. From like a tree that's next to the wall. Op- no, like opposite it. Yeah, yeah and, and then smaller he, than the yeah. wall. And he does like a half moony runny thing yeah, up the wall. It's fucking weird, right? Parkour. Fuck. He does parkour. like a proper parkour. <laughs> parkour. I don't think you realise just how fast I am. <laughs> fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, too much TikTok. Yeah, really is. We see him standing there and he's got like a expression on his face on the top of the wall of like horror as such no he's just like stunned yeah and me. it turns to like a face of determination it's, it goes from fuck to okay <laughs> basically well, that's just norm yeah that's yeah. his character shit I'll solve this I it thought really he was gonna go at that point because of the fact that he was like yeah. what is it with you and just people flopping off that wall <laughs> no I, no I mean no because this like, is I before he knew that there was a fucking cliff yeah I just thought he was like oh Oh, it's not that bad over there, or something like that. Or there's like something over there. Oh, well, he was just going to disappear over the wall. Yeah, I thought he might just go over there and be like, "Guys, there is actually something out there that can help us." Right. And come back because he comes back, and I'm like, "There this, must be a reason." No, for why. me, when when he comes back, I was like, "Yeah, that's it. Shit, that's it." Because so the evening rocks round, and everyone's like, "They're all happy, aren't they?" Because they're like, "Yeah, we've done it. He's Norman's got away." And so, no, but it's even the fact that Isabella. Literally, well, she, she's like, "Where's Norman?" She's not bothered. No, she's and she gets she's bothered. Just like, yeah, Norman? and she gets out her thingy, and then she smiles. And, and they're all looking at her like, "He's away," and stuff like that. And it's like, "Oh no!" And she just laughs. She and looks at her she device, just smiles, and, and then just clicks huh. it away. Puts so, it away. Do you reckon if the big ditch wasn't there, he would have fucked off? Because he did everything with the intention of doing so. He got to the top of the wall. No, if no, it, he was. Ge- had there have not been a ditch there, he probably might have gone along with the plan of hiding in the woods. He might have gone further. I think he might have gone over. If it hadn't been... Oh, I don't think he would have left them. No, no, no I, I think he would have gone uh, over with the idea of... There would have been back. other options. Yeah. He, he would have probably been on that side of the wall and just throw food over. He Instead, he comes back. And we see him walk as the sun's set and he's walking over that little hilly bit. And they're all like... They all get pissed off, don't they? When they see him, this is the point. By the way, I've still Ray, especially. We hadn't had a confirmation. I had, I still had the feeling that this place was AR. So I thought he'd seen something that was like, hmm, it's a wall, or it's like just a fake fucking thing. Yes, yes, yes. Rick and Morty. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yes, like it starts to break down a little bit. Well, yeah, no, he goes up to it and he can, like, touch it. Or he can see, like, okay. the woods outside is not outside. It's just it's just a blooming panelled view of what's outside. Like, yeah. the fact that you see geese flying over... Could be a video. Could be a video image, yeah. recording of the sky. There's nothing saying that it isn't, like, that they couldn't have done that. Well, they get, him, they get him in the room and everyone's kicking off at him and he turns around to them and he says to them, I won't run... And they're like, why, why, you're an idiot. And Ray's really pissed off. And he's like, it was a cliff. And they're like, what? And he was like, past the wall, there's a cliff. And that's how the episode ends. And we come into episode 10. The cliff, by the way. like It's fucking huge. You fucked, didn't you? <laughs> like, when I saw that, I was like, mm, how the fuck are they going to tackle that one? Pole vaults. Pole vaults. Pole vaults. I thought it was going to be some glidey thing because she looked at the seagulls or whatever. That's it. I remember you mentioning that, yeah. 
Yeah, I just I, this show doesn't do things just because there's not really any aesthetic. And anything to the that's show put in there is in there for a usually reason. for a reason. So I, I kind of grew to to look for them things. Right. And she stared at the birds, and I was like, she's gonna fly, or, or at like least try gliders, hand yeah. gliders, sort of thing. Like use some broom handles or something to make a fucking glider and jump off. <laughs> Episode ten opens with them discussing the cliff. MacGyver their way out. MacGyver. Norman tells them all that the cliff is too big to get across. Our own MacGyver, Norman. Norman. He says it's too big to get across. We can't cross it. And he shows them that the plot is a... He specifies it's a hexagonal plot that they're living on. And that the bridge is literally the only way. And that it's got to be their way out. Which we've already discussed isn't, isn't the way out. It can't be. It leads to a worse area than what they're already in. He also never broke the tracker. Or he hands and back the thing to yeah, him. Yeah, he hands back. Ray says to him, you always planned on coming back. You had no intention of running away in the end. Which actually probably defers from what we said about... Yeah. yeah. Maybe he just... He was never going to run. Ever. Even if the even if it was fine on the other side of the wall. He wasn't Why climb leave? the wall and stuff then? He wasn't going to leave. To scout him. it out. To then come back, tell them what he saw. Okay. Well, it makes sense. It does. I just don't get why he would go through the whole point of the tracker. Why didn't he just say, I'm going to scale the wall? Because they wouldn't why have had it. Why didn't they do it yeah, earlier? They, they wouldn't have had it. They wouldn't have that. accepted him he doing it. He literally that. runs and does it so easily. Why didn't they do that earlier? Yeah, I don't know. And have a look around a little bit. Like I said in the previous episode we did, they could. They had, they should have gone up the fucking wall like ages ago. So one of the first, first thing. things you did was scout out your fucking area and they didn't. Like, why? And it's only because of the plot device and plot point that of this. And that is well, it, literally is the leads, reason why it's there. Yeah, it leads to Norman coming back and everything and giving them the message and the final escape and everything yeah. like that. He says his goodbyes to Ray and Emma and you get that uninvested emotional part. I was not invested in this. Yeah. Time. When it's like I wasn't uh, bothered when they were all getting teary and saying their goodbyes and stuff. I was like, all right. Especially the bit where Emma yeah. goes nuts. Yeah. Kind of made it worse. Yeah, it did. Well, I don't... You're saying that she got an award for the, her acting, didn't you? Yeah, she was up... She, uh, I don't know if she won it, but she was one of few nominations for Best Female Lead Voice Actress. I didn't like the voice in acting anime. in this part. When she's getting upset. I don't think it's the voice acting that does the problem for me. I get where you're coming from, but it was just... Do you mean it's the situation? It was forced. The situation's kind of fine. Like, saying goodbye to him seems very normal and... It's what you you would do. Yeah, like you would upset. gather everyone at the front and you would get them to say goodbye to the person that is now leaving. I just, it's the over exaggeration yeah. from from Emma. It's the over sad. We get the moment when Norman's packing up as well, and he finds the paper cup with the string, and you get that nice little flashback moment to when he was sick, and it's late character development and building, and I don't like it. Like, it is why? very late. Again, something that could have been cut. And or something that could elsewhere. have been added in, like, before that. If it would have come they... earlier, it might have made the we'll get you sick line when they said it to yeah. Ray. Yeah. I, just, I feel like they yeah. were trying to establish a connection between Norman and Emma again, though. Oh, well, here we go. We have it already, though. We don't really need it. Yeah, no, no, I know. He I, wants I the get romance it, but... side of it. That's no, what no, he's no. I, I think this is them attempting to do it because he's having fond memories of him and Emma. Yeah. I um, don't need it. We know that. What yeah. I want here is the emotional investment. There should have been more like cutscenes of that or flashbacks and stuff like that 
which you would have given me before, the emotional yeah. investment for the scene that we were about to receive with Emma being so sad for him leaving. De- devastated. Yeah. yeah. But this is what I'm on about. Like, she is supposed to be that emotionally invested character who gets really sad and really overly sad at people dying and leaving and stuff like that. So surely we should get that investment into the backstories of these characters and that and why yeah. they're so... like. We don't actually, between the three main characters, get the investment of why... Like I said to you, like why is Ray so invested in these two? Like, all the rest of them have not... All he's we, not all been bothered we know about is the they, they, them three grew up together, yeah. and they were always the most clever. Exactly. So they stuck together. That's about it. Exactly. So, so it. they could have had some Yeah, but you, that's almost... Of, that is like your brother. A lot of it's a given. It's your brother, it's your sister. I think that's more for the audience, though. What I'm on about the emotional investment scenes and stuff like that, which would get you to like these characters. And no, you're right. They are late. They're, they're late. late to the party on the fact of you get such an emotionally driven scene. Because we've seen it before, Sheenie, where emotional scenes pay off massively yeah. from what they get. But that's from they the spend development a lot of time, of time developing, developing the character. characters. Yeah. They do. They, yeah, you, you get to know a character very well before they hit you with anything they want you to feel for that character. And I would have loved it if we'd have had that emotional investment beforehand. So when she goes, oh, by the way, it's your time to leave. And yeah, you're like, oh, like, no, oh, no, yeah, don't yeah, go. And stuff uh, if like not, that. you're just like, oh, no. Well, it's like, eh, he's, he's going. Like, I wasn't, like, when he was leaving, Norman, I was like, eh. Well, initially yeah, I was like, ah, oh, he ain't leaving. He'll find a way out of this. And yeah, then eventually, when you watch him and you, you realise what he thinks and everything, you're like, oh, no, 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 Norman's accepted this now. And it all leads up to Norman being ready to leave. This is when Emma takes that turn and goes, well, OTT. So she she hurls herself at Norman and she's trying to break his tracker, isn't she? she try, she's got the little zapper in her hand and she, she goes to, he slaps her away and stops her from frying the tracker and covers the tracker as well yeah, well like... she fucking drops it on the floor so he mm. picks it up and hides it behind his back like you're not seeing hearing that uh, at all as, as mum watching it you're yeah. like I'd be like uh, what's everyone that? watching the loud commotion <laughs> in the tiny uh, hallway then there's that moment where he very nearly says that he loves her that's exactly what he was going to say come on you're on a stretch no I am not on a stretch here you're on a hopeless romantic. He is about to say that he loves her. So what are the exact words? Then? I have diarrhea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's that's him now. That's not <laughs> <laughs> a car alarm. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> Mum then bends down and says to Emma. <laughs> she bends down and says. I'm stuck. Welcome to Grace and After Hours. <laughs> she says, keep causing trouble and, and I you. will kill you to Emma. I will find you and I will kill you. Well, she got far to go to find <laughs> her, but yeah. And she's tracked yeah. <laughs> in a walled facility. Exactly. So she'll find her. Norman then says his goodbyes again to Emma and hands her the the device back and you know on the on the down low because that's not yeah again noticeable totally not noticeable she proper gives up as well when she's like if you keep causing a problem i'll kill you she's just like Ooh, slumps her shoulders and just bows her head no, you're not gonna like, get anywhere anyway just give up huh? at this point yep. focus on something else 
<laughs> What's for tea tomorrow? <laughs> As mum is leading Norman away, she's got a suitcase in her hand. She's like, you've got an empty suitcase, haven't you? He's like... Well, I don't need it where I'm going, do I? So what's the point in me packing my stuff? Well, he doesn't say that. He's just like, there's something in there. But that's it. What, what? It's oh, the, the paper, paper cup. It's the cup with the string. Cup on a string, yeah. He says, I don't need clothes where I'm going. And he also says to her, Mum, are, are you happy? I love this bit because that makes her... Stop. Stop. And she, like... she stops a beat there, doesn't she? And she's like, of course I am. That of course I am is well played, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me in the fields. Well, no, it's more of the fact that it's like he is asking her the question of, are you okay with what you're doing? Or are you not thinking about yeah. it? And that stopping is her going... So many subtones here. It's great. Yeah, it's great. like yeah. you can see that she's trying to That's a nice little smart remark it to make, is. isn't it? It's a very it? smart remark. Because it's literally, she's trying to ignore what's going on. Because she's like, you're my children and I give you a really happy time and then I send you away. Mm. And it's like, yeah, so you don't think about what happens to us. Are you, are you really happy? Are you happy are with you what really? you're doing? Because you're yeah. ignoring, basically, the outcome. The people you love are then going away and getting killed and eaten. Mm. Are you really happy? He it's ends up... That is an excellent, excellent point. Oh, it's, yeah. And it's so well done because it has so many subplots and subtexts. And, like, it's very rare that you get a line that... One line that delivers a lot. A lot to an anime. And yeah. that was excellently well put. He ends up getting to the truck... And instead of what we expect to happen, mum turns around to him and says, I need you to go and wait in the room over here. She can fucking say that to me. And <laughs> I'm going to put something more comfortable on. <laughs> he goes up to the doors, he looks inside, and all we get is a surprised expression, and the gates close. That's it. Instantly knew he wasn't dead. Yeah, Norman's not dead. He's not dead, he can't be dead. I never cottoned on. There is no, if we see no way nobody, this guy has he's died. He's not dead. There's oh, no sorry. way he's is died. That your, is that your thing? Is we yeah. have got so much more to see from Norman. Maybe to the point where he is that brainwashed that they, the demons use him to try and convince Emma and the rest of the gang to come back or give up or something. Is he the one? He might flip. He might change sides. Do you think in this game of chess, do you think that... The kids escaping is something that she accounted for. Yes. And Norman is the trump card. Yeah, I reckon so. I reckon Norman's going to come back and be on the other side, maybe. Or maybe he'd be another maybe not double be on the other side, again. But I think it's, he's going to be leverage. Yeah, something's going to happen. Let them know that he's still alive. Draw them in. Th they have to, because they don't leave a man behind. They made it very clear that that is Emma's character. Do not leave a man yeah, he behind. He could be bait. Regardless. Yeah, he could be bait. Definitely. Definitely. To draw them back out again. Yeah. Yeah. I can you, see that happening. You guys thought about that a lot more than I did. I was just like, yeah, he did. <laughs> nah, without a body, I just don't believe it. We've Anybody and who's died in this, we've seen we've die seen so die. Yeah, I just took it on face value. Like, I was just like, eh. For me, he's not played enough of a part to... Well, from my point of view, I thought... One of oh, the main three uh, characters. The biggest I just of the three, like, probably. It was inconsequential if he died at that point. He, Papa Smurf doesn't play a big part in the Smurfs, though, does he? Scott Pilgrim's not a big part of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. He's just this, James. I know he Absolutely is. tiny character. Norman is... If he disappeared now, the main character was going to be Emma. 
That's what I'm getting at. Like yeah, but the main character always character being is Emma. Emma. Even up until Central. the last episode, the plan that they that Emma goes through with is Norman's plan. I know. He but is, I just he felt like it was that was them. it. Yeah. I just thought it was going to end. Hence him why there. he even appears within their mind later on as well. He is everything. He's the driving force behind everything that they do. Okay. I just didn't read into it that much. I was just like, Dave mm. just wrote him off. Dead. Yeah. Dead. It's nice to know if one of us leaves the podcast, it doesn't fucking affect James. No, no. It's the first time you talk about my name. <laughs> That's the first time I think my name's ever been said on this podcast properly. James. Yeah. I don't like it. We- <laughs> Shut up, Jim. Yeah, let's see. We cut from... Wait, you only say my name when you're annoyed at me, like, properly. Yeah. It's weird. As as someone banging your parent, I have this authority. Are you really? <laughs> you can call me stepdaddy. Mm, no. I love the fact he keeps giving me glances. Help! Oh. Uh, it's just more of the fact of like rain your small child in. <laughs> Put your sex craved boy back on his leash. That's what I tell your mum when I'm banging your dad. <laughs> I'm sure he's done. <laughs> For now. I can't wait until I've edited this episode. You can- don't edit shit. I know, because you won't fucking show me what's wrong with my audacity. Nothing's wrong with your audacity. There You're is. just stupid. <laughs> You're just fucking audacity. You're audacity. I'm audacity. You're audacity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a quip. 2am sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> You're audacity. We jump from the Norman scene to Emma, and she's breaking down in a bed, crying... And she can hear, she think she's kind of hears Norman's voice in her head and stuff like that. And she's fucking gone mental, basically, hasn't she? Let's put, let's put it that way. And we see Ray and he's completely given up. He's gone defeatist as well. He's gone full emo. Yeah, full emo. Yeah. And we can never back, go full emo. Never go full emo. We, we cut back to Emma's room again and mum appears while she's breaking down. Mother. And she says to Emma, Norman's dead. Ray's given up, you give up. That's literally the basis of what she says. Yep. Everything around you has crumbled, fell, you've got nothing left, now, just give up. If she had a black mask and a respirator here, it would be excellent. And, you know, if Emma had only one hand, the next bit would be join me. And together we can run the farm. Well, she can't, she, she can't <laughs> rule the farm. It, well, it is, isn't she it? She kind of does... Say no, join me that. because I am your mother. Well, she, well, she is technically. <laughs> she tells Emma that she wants Emma to be the next mum of the farm. Yep, of that farm particularly as well, the best one. She tells her that she all she has to do is give birth to prove herself. This is the first time as well you get the fact that they have to give birth to yeah. a child mm. to be a mother. And I think it's less of being the mother and more about the sacrifice. Yeah. Of losing the child. Well, they have to give him up. Yeah, yeah they it's do. Like, yeah. How? What are you willing to do? Although dark can, twist at the end. Like then. the first time you prove you can give up these children would be to give yeah, up your own. Yeah, to give own. up your own. Good, yeah, good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I didn't think about that. I didn't think too much into that bit. But yeah, no, you're right. It's weird. I think into that bit, but I don't think into one of the main characters. Of Norman bit. being dead. Yeah, yeah. She also says to Emma that you don't have a choice. You have to. You, you've got to do it. You've got to survive for a start. She clearly cares for Emma. There's something there. I think Emma's character has a lot, 
similarities with Isabel, Isabel as a younger yes. kid. Oh, God, yeah, like yeah, when yeah. do we see her hanging from a tree and being really nosy and energetic and running on the wall and everything? It, there's I agree. similarities yeah. there. I think that's what it is. It's a mirror. Isabel can see her through her actions, which ugh, means that she's basically like, oh, she'll be a good mother by what she does already, which is true. She technically would be a great mother because yes, of the fact yeah. that she cares about everyone and everything. Just not in the sense to give them up to be Yeah, eaten. exactly. That's what I mean. Like everything up to that point. Which is why Emma just flat out refuses. And mum's like, fine, die here then. And just walks off. Just like rotting your self-pity and die. Yeah. And time sort of skips ahead after this. And it gets to December time. And Emma, we see lots of scenes of Emma being really sad and mopey and she's sitting at a tree and all the kids are around her and they're all trying to cheer her up. There's a lot of intricate pieces that go on in this scene right here. Like the fact that she's sitting at the tree and there's people playing and there's two boys with bottle rockets and like there's people chucking ropes and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on in this scene, but you don't pay attention to them because they don't. You really just think seem the characters like... are being sad. You jump from yeah. Ray to Emma, and they're yeah. just you're concentrating being sad on and... that. You're not looking at the what's around them and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, which is think the idea. Training. Mm. January rolls around, and we find out we are literally the day before Ray's birthday. It's finally got to that point. Ray's in the he's in the food hall, isn't he? And he is humming the, the same tune again. That we see, we've seen Mum numerous times hum, and Emma walks in, and we have that moment between them when they both look at each other. Ray looks at Emma, and they both look at each other, and they both. And Ray turns around to her and is like, "You haven't actually given up, have you?" And Emma's face when she looks up, she smiles. She does that creepy smile. She's got this smug, evil smile. It's like a smug, (laughs) determined, evil face. Like I never was really truly gone. And then we come into episode eleven. It's the twists. Another fucking twist. Like, I had a feeling of what was going to happen. Like, the fact that they were depressed and that. And I was like, there's no way this no, is No, you knew the like plan that. was... Something was going to happen. There's somebody still planning something. To be fair, I thought it was... It was right. I thought when we now get this... Oh, well, you given up on Emma? No, I... Well... She was the probably the only character you could guarantee hadn't given up i yeah. don't know actually i thought she had given up you i thought, thought ray hadn't because of the book scene you see her going in and he's reading all these books and that well we know in those books is all the I mean, texts and yeah i suppose so that's what i looked at i was like he's still looking for the code. the hidden codes and that in the books and I thought, oh, maybe that's what he's doing. But she looks at that as, oh, he's just reading books and that. And I thought that was how it was going to play out, especially when we get into this next episode. Yeah, so the next episode opens up with the two of them confirming that neither of them had given up secretly. They had decided that they were going to cut off communication with each other on purpose because all of Mum's focus is on them, specifically Ray and Emma. And for them to then... Cut off communication and just be sad all the time means that mum isn't paying attention to everything else. She's so focused on them two that they passed over the responsibility to Dom and Gilda. Smart move. But Ray goes into his plan first and he says to Emma that they need to escape that night. So I'm going to set fire to the house. He he wants them to use the bridge. He's like specifically is like, 
you'll get away through the, via the bridge. I'm going to burn the house down as a distraction. I've got Moltovs hidden in the forest. Moltovs. Yeah. He, he's a fire star. And, he's, and he says, as you're running and like throw Moltovs and set fires in the woods and everything as well as further distractions and stuff. Like, I mean, I suppose, all right, good idea in, in a way. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect an 11-year-old to make a Moltov. But it's not difficult. That's a rag and alcohol in it, yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's just a bit weird to hear that. From an 11-year-old. Yeah. Well, just for this anime, I just thought that was weird that he's like, yeah, I've got Moltovs in the forest. I was a bit One like, of those books isn't the anarchist cookbook, is it? <laughs> really? <laughs> you didn't expect that he would be the... I thought that was a weird thing to come up. He was the dark and broody one. He's the one making Molotov cocktails and that. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Then he starts dousing the room in petrol. Well, I uh, You're like, okay, he's, he's... Yeah, lighter fluid, and he's going for it. And you're like, right, okay, so shit's... Something's going to happen. Something's got to happen at this point now. They've gone too far. I like the pacing. Yeah. I like the pacing of the really scene well because this. he's talking about the plan as he's like dousing slowly opening bottles and then just dousing the floor yeah. in it. And it was at this point I was like, he's got a plan for himself. Like well, as he was dousing the floor all around him in it, I was like, hmm. Well, he says that fire isn't enough and that. They both discuss the fact that mum's going to not worry about the fire because she's going to focus on the merchandise, on them specifically. This is when he says that's fine because I'm one of the most expensive pieces of merchandise. I'm that top grade beef. (laughs) You've said that before, haven't you? (laughs) It's more of a James line. (laughs) I don't really see me as a beef. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what the hell do you see you as then? Lamb? Maybe. I like lamb. <laughs> yeah. I could do I could, uh, Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> You're a strange gentleman. Gentleman. This is, <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> this is when Ray is... He starts dousing himself in fuel. Happens very instantly, this. He's and like, he, he, yeah, he takes that little dark to emo turn. And he's yep. like, I've planned this for years. And I'm going to take away, by dousing myself and setting myself on fire, I'm, I'm ruining their feast. I'm going to take away their feast. Yeah, get back at them by setting yourself on fire. Not. Eh. Midnight strikes on the clock. He lights the match. Don't like that. What, the clock? Well, you see the flick to the clock and it's midnight. The timelines don't it's match. because it's his birthday. It's his birthday. Yeah, I know that. No, I mean the next bit. The no, they do match. Doesn't match, does it? Yes, it's very cleverly put together. Mm. There's a point. <laughs> the the clock strikes and he's like, "Happy birthday to me!" Lights the match, drops it. Emma rushes over in slow motion. We cut to Mum. She's in the nursery dealing with all the little ones. She's humming the tune. Then she goes to her office. She's sitting in her office. She's doing her paperwork. Clock strikes midnight. She says, happy birthday, Ray. She says, happy birthday, Ray. Nothing happens. She then leaves the office, locks up, and then as she's walking away, she hears a scream. She hears a scream of just Ray. She rushes, opens the door, huge fire erupting in the mess hall. And Emma's on the floor, she's screaming, you got to save Ray, you got to save Ray. I mean, what did we think? Did we genuinely believe Ray had set himself on fire? Maybe. Um, yeah. You yeah. thought he'd just done I was, it. I, I was a good 85% in the camp that Ray had just done it. They, can't, they do 
try and confirm it as I mean, well because she looks at the tracker, doesn't she? And the tracker shows that he's. It's the little thing like, what's that smell? Burning flesh. Yeah. And hair and stuff. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Did anyone think that fire extinguisher lasted? Fuck all. When yeah, she goes not... to get that, she sprays it for ten a second, seconds. if ten, that. It's like 10 seconds, not even. I yeah, mean, that, but... that is a humongous fire, and she tries to put that out with a fucking extinguisher. It's not happening. No. Also, by the way, she turns around and she's like, the. Sprinklers ain't working. I noticed that too. Yeah, she said, "Why aren't the sprinklers? Don't, we don't?" But then we never get that part of the plan. No, no, we don't. No, you're right. So they must have disabled the sprinkler system somehow. But we never get that part of the plan. No, like, we don't. Or maybe they just got shit plumbing. Well, all she's focused on is saving the brain. That's what she says. So, yeah. it's the most valuable part. I've got to save the brain. And she turns to Emma, and she's about to tell Emma to get out of there. Emma's gone. Already. Why is that so sus? Yeah, I thought that. I was like, hold on. She's like, hold on a second. I guess it's because if Ray was actually in there, yeah, she'd the way still be Emma there. would react would, yeah, she'd still be there. That's kind of Emma's character. Mm, okay, yeah. Mom knows that. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, but if uh, Emma Waiting was so smart and Ray was mom. in the middle of that inferno, I'd already be like, well, Ray's dead. But she's waiting for, she said, save him. Save him, him, yeah. So she is acting like he's still alive. Or or could be. And the fact that she then flicks open the compass and she sees that the dot has moved. It, well, yeah, the dot is round the corner. Yeah. It's just down the corridor and round the corner. So she runs to where the dot is located. She doesn't run. Like, if you watch her, she walks around well, the a, corner. It's a march, isn't it? It's, she marches... Well, yeah, because she doesn't feel the need to run because as far as the tracker says, she's just round the corner. Yeah, but also the fact that, like, there's a fire going on. Maybe move a bit quicker. <laughs> well, she gets round the corner and... You see, she picks up the ear off the floor. So Emma has cut her ear off. Disgusting. She, she put it under a bucket. Yeah, she did. I was like, she man. Did. And the thing is, like, she goes up to it. She's like, maybe she's under here. <laughs> Trying to hear the ocean. <laughs> Why did she put it under a bucket? Well, it's just like Isabella seemed to walk up to it, like, with the idea that she was still under there. And it's like, maybe she's under the bucket, lifts up the bucket, picks up the ear. It's like, ooh. And gets pissed off. Yeah. She's clearly not there to start with, yeah, because it's a bucket, yeah. So what are you expecting to find at that? When the minute you turn that corridor, and there's not a physical person standing there, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh fuck, yeah, exactly. Instead, she walks up to the bucket. She's like, maybe she's here. <laughs> I was like, unless they've dug a fucking great escape tunnel underneath, <laughs> and like that's under how the they've bucket. got under the bucket, yeah, tight squeeze. <laughs> Everybody's under here, guys. <laughs> we cut to Emma, and she's holding her ear. She's got a bandage over her ear. She's run into the woods, and all the kids are there waiting for her. Not all, but some. We'll find out why. You don't get that from that scene. You think no, you, you think you think there's a load of them there. Yeah, that's when we get the flashback to what of has her actually catching happened. the. What a catch! What a catch! She's dropped a match as it was falling. Stupid. Yeah, I did enjoy from Isabella. <laughs> She's quick, it's a though. weird line from Isabella in that uh, thing when she open, uh, lifts up the bucket, grabs the ear, and she's like, were the kids wearing their shoes? It, like, it, <laughs> I was like, what? I'm guessing no, she means that they wear their the shoes The thought bed, is, but... if they evacuated in a hurry because of a fire, you're not going to grab your shoes. Who's she talking to? Though? Herself, I it's guess. In a monologue. I'm guessing it might yeah, but, be. Like... Yeah, but you talk to yourself out loud sometimes when you're alone, don't you? Do you? I do. 
<laughs> Do you not? No, you weirdo. So who am I talking to? Me. Out loud. Jim's talking to you out loud when he's alone. What? No. No, I'm just saying. I'm talking like... out loud. <laughs> Do you and... often think of Sheeny when you're alone? No, not particularly. Mm. Why? Do you? <laughs> no. Do you no. think of me? There's only one man for me. Ah, cool. You want to shut your whole mouth. Zach Efron. Oh, that's all right. You knew it was, how did you not know that was coming? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Sight. he's been You're on about dead. it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally been ah. saying that all day. <laughs> oh, double fake out. Ah. <laughs> uh, how did it both work? It's funny because it's uh, true. It's funny. <laughs> I can't wait until I... I'm going to show my father this episode. <laughs> you wait till my father hears about it. You me. wait till my father hears about this episode. <laughs> well, if he screams, it's nothing I haven't heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and on that note, Right, so we move into what really happened. The other kids come into the mess hall and they start filling clothes with sausages and steaks and what? What waste of sausages and hair as well? Because one of the girls has cut her braids off for the purpose of using it so that the smell is authentic. Because burnt hair fucking stinks, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You never singed your hair. No. You never oh, singed the hair on me. your hand or anything like that. Oh, it stinks. Gross. I don't want to know why you guys have singed the hair on your places. You're going with certain haircuts. They do like your, the back of your Yeah, they can do that ear. as well, but fuck, it stinks. Well, do they? Yeah. So what is it? The Turkish Turkish thing? haircut, yeah. yeah. You guys are all fancy. <laughs> and that with your blooming haircuts. James is au natural. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tash. What? What? <laughs> 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 having hairy balls is like having <laughs> having hairy balls is like having boiled sweets with that have been in your pocket open. Ain't no one putting them in the mouth. <clears throat> Let's go to the next Stop scene. This Let's go to the next Stop scene. This put the brakes on the train. It's going wrong. Pump the brakes. We get the <laughs> patented slap from Emma on Ray. We always get a slap in the animes. Sometimes you just got to slap a bitch. <laughs> in this case, Ray's being the bitch. It's, for, it's, it's the first woman slapping a man we've had. I think the last other occasions has been a man slapping a woman. Yeah. It? yeah. We're all about that equality on this show. <laughs> it's good to see. It's good to see. Do you want to see my balls? <laughs> no, I've seen your dad's. I imagine that's only one of them is the same. Half the jeans. <laughs> the other one's like your mum's. Uh, <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> no, just one of his balls is like a slit in a marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Some people will get that. Some people won't. We Some get... people are not hearing that. It's not going in the pot. Get... <laughs> I swear to Jesus Christ, all of this. <laughs> Jesus like Christ. Every, every single time it's been something like ridiculously it's, lewd. It's not staying It's in. just weird that you call your dad the pod. Because <laughs> I'm going, in it. Have you had enough? <laughs> Moving back to the promised Neverland, we get Norman's part where he is explaining to Emma about the plan and that he's what he only goes specifically to Emma with his new plan. He tells her that he knew, and I guess this is why, because he knew that Ray intended and wanted to die. He had found the lighter fluid and put two and two together and got four. 
He knew Ray was going to set it. himself on Fucking fire. Fucking nailed it. Yeah, I don't he, know how. He nailed it. He knew he was a fire star. <laughs> a twisted fire star. That's a noise that it does. <laughs> he also he also handed over the key that Sister Crona, we find out Sister Crona had left the key to the infirmary to Norman. He then passed that over to Emma before he was shipped out. Then Emma's the one that starts the fire. She lights the match. She sets it on fire. She tells Ray to shut up and come along, basically. Get changed. Fuck off. Yeah. Stop moping around. You're not going to die. You're coming with us. We cut back to mum and she's run into her room and she's try- She's about to go into the secret room because she's trying to warn HQ with the recording or radio thing that she has. I don't know what it is. She's trying to use that to tell everyone, HQ, what's going on. She can't get in because somebody has snapped off a key in the lock. I don't know how they've done that either. I didn't think it was like that. I thought yeah, it was no, like, there's a snapped off like key in the lock. dough or something in there. Dough. <laughs> It was white. They filled it with Play-Doh. It looked like it was white. No, they snapped a key off in it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Just looked like Play-Doh-y shit in there. It's Play-Doh key. Because she does get in there. Yeah, somehow. We don't see how, but she does somehow. We cut back to Nor- uh, not Norman. He's dead or not dead. We cut back to Ray. Plot twist. And he's discovered that Emma had told all of the kids... From five and up, the plan and we what's don't get going that on. Point though, do we about the five and up? All we do is get. This, there. It's the scene in the washing with Norman and Emma, and mm. she when she tells Norman that she wants to let everyone know exactly what's going on, she, that she knows it's a risk and that it might not work, but she wants them to know because she thinks that they'll be able to process that information. A five-year-old. They're all smart kids. They'll they'll understand yeah. and not tell everyone. Yep. And this is when they slowly start to show you the unravelling of what's been going on. Throughout the entire time, probably from episode six onwards. From the moment they went to speak to Sister Crona. Yep. And they had a few of the kids outside listening, a few of the older ones Mm -hmm. outside listening. And then that's how they got them on board because they were hearing everything that Corona was saying. I've bloody done it now. Crona. Crona. It's still not... It's like literally... (laughs) And then we see that when Emma was looking really sad by the tree and we thought the kids were actually there to comfort her, she was relaying information information and details about the plan and how they were going to get out of there. Then they just run off. They're already there. They hit the wall. They get it to the wall and we cut back to mum. And she's standing there. She's got the radio in her, like next to her. She somehow next managed to... Next to the to, burning building. She somehow managed to get that out. I don't know how. The but size of that fucking thing. I thought it was a fire extinguisher. Well, the radio yeah. thing. It's yeah, it's a ginormous huge. recording. But then apparently all the electronic devices and everything are old and dated, mm-hmm. aren't they? So mm-hmm. kind of runs with the theme, I guess. But it's still weird. How'd she get out? Yeah, sure. But we'll ignore that. And she's just about to take off after the kids. And the episode ends with Phil going up to her, tugging on her and saying, Mum. Yeah, and her looking at him stunned. That he's there. And we come into the final episode. Episode 12. It opens with an explanation as to what's going on a little bit more. So we find out that kids, all the kids under four, have been left behind. And this is simply because they've decided and worked out that it's safe for them to do that for now. And that they're going to speak to Phil. 
Yeah. Because he seems the most competent one out of them. So they're, they're safe until they're six. We know this anyway. And we also know that, like, if as long as they're keeping their test scores up and stuff, that will be prolonged well, as well. The first thing we get is them arguing about whether they should bring the f- people under five and under or not, isn't it? They and can't look after They're, them. like, split down no, the middle. impossible. Like, they're split down the middle... They're, one side wants to take and the other well, side is like it's impossible they're not split down the middle Emma doesn't want to fucking do it well no Emma's like I don't know what to do and so she speaks to Phil and she's like well no because Gilda we brings up the other plants this is what throws Emma off because mm. Gilda's like I know you're saying you don't want to leave anyone behind but you are anyway because you're leaving all the other kids in all mm. the other plants to die anyway so you can't save everybody, so stop fucking trying to save everybody. Which I get. Like, you can't. You can't take the babies with you. What no. the fuck? It as makes no sense. much as this sucks, you're, yeah, you're done. And you know they've got until six. Until the age of six, at least, if, if not longer, as long as their test scores are good. That's when she's like, get me Phil. What? Get, get me Phil Gates in here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> get me Phil Gates in here. And Phil shows up. Phil's no fucking idiot, and we've known this from all the Phil hints that we've had. You fucking knew this. I didn't. I didn't. He's been watching, taking stuff in. He hasn't processed everything. Well, he knew something was wrong. He, he just didn't he know knew what. something was very wrong, and he knew for some reason people were scared of mum, and he didn't know why. They fill him in on it, and he instantly believes it. He's like, yeah, I, He's I like, accept it. Everything makes sense now. That definition adds up to what I've witnessed. Yeah. Is what he says. And they ask him, are you capable of doing this, Phil? You've got about two years. Well, no, he turns around and he's like, well, you need to leave us here. We've got time. Go and come back for us eventually. He says, leave it in his hands. Yeah. Phil will take on the responsibility of looking after the kids. But Emma swears that she'll be back before the two years are up to save everybody. By then, obviously, more new kids would be there as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the weird part. She'll no, never get them all. I kind of actually agree with this because Phil will be. Well, we know what he's going to do. He's going to. Phil's going to end as up being get older, as intelligent as Norman. Yeah, as he gets older, he's just going to fill in the other kids about what's going on. No, I think the idea is that they are going to end this whole demon farm thing within two years. That's what Emma. No, but that's what I mean. Saying. Like Phil's going to be there, and he's going to inform the other kids of. Yeah. By the way, this yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, all, yeah. That's the idea. All bullshit. Yeah. Like, but we just got to stick in until the other kids come along. Then yeah. we'll be fine. And we cut back to Phil with Mum, and she asks him, "Where are the other kids?" And he's like, "Follow me. I'll take you to them." And she looks at a tracker, and there's a big speckle of kids all in one area, and he leads her to all the kids under four. Which is the speckle of kids on the yep. tracker, which, how can she, uh, we can talk about that later, but yeah, carry on. Mum, obviously realising that not all of them are there, radios through the, and raises the alarm. She they, And they maximise the security of the facility. All the demons get like... Spears? <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? They all A get... A bit weird. They, <laughs> they all get spears and they all sort of military troop out. Yeah, get their knives and forks ready. Well, they are farmers. (laughs) (laughs) Torches and pitchforks. And they also say, kill all the kids. Don't kill the high-grade ones, but kill all the rest, but try and save the brains if possible. 
They're literally at that point where they're just like, oh, fuck it, massacre them all. Reset. Get your yeah. pillage on. It's time to turn it off and on again. Yeah, get yep. your pillage on. Bill Gates is still here. Oh, <laughs> Bill Gates is still here. Don't worry. This is where we find out they're not using the bridge at all. And that it was never Emma's intention to use the bridge. She tells Ray that it's what they'd expect them to do. And that's why they're well, not doing it. This is the point where he's like, all right, we're going to go to the bridge. Because they're all on the wall now. They're on the wall. And he's like, right, we better make our way to the bridge. And he's like, we're not going that way because... That's what they expect. Well, no, she'd already been told by... Um, oh, God. I Norman. Forgot, isn't it? Norman, that his plan was for... That he had looked at the entire wall and he's found an easier crossing point. A shorter distance to cross. Yeah. Still a pretty fucking long distance, by the way. It's still a pretty long distance. And then we get the cutscene of all the secret training that they've been doing. So Don's been lassoing trees. Been throwing rocks he's around. Throw <laughs> <laughs> rock on the rope. And yeah. fu- he fucking <laughs> nails it. More than nails time. it. First, first time. time. First throw, nails it. And it wraps around like no, six or seven I, I'm times. I'm not having that. <laughs> it was you like know, You know he threw that like seven times. <laughs> he nails First it. First try. How are, you <laughs> say, how are you saying like seven times? I don't think like 20 or 30 times I'd get that. <laughs> he nails it. Like if we were standing there and I was the one throwing it, I'd be like, hold on, wait a minute. Yep. Let's have another go. Yep. Uh, no, uh, fuck it. We're dead. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, they're already here. Uh, well, I tried, guys. Nice. for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, we're all sitting Hit on the, the wall. the fucking tree. <laughs> Do you, no, it's one of those things where I throw it, and then it's like, the two demon, the demons days are on, later. <laughs> the demons are on the other side, actually egging you on. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it's, it. It's become a national sport. <laughs> Rock rope. By the time, <laughs> by the time Jim throws it, it'll be old enough to have been taken by us. Don't worry. Start placing bets on which tree it hits. <laughs> Ends up throwing it, hits a bloody uh, uh. demon instead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just, just some sexy demon in spandex walking by with a number on the side. <laughs> Throw two. Two. <laughs> by this point, it'd be like... 23. No, it'd be like, through 2000 or something like that. That's what the numbers are on the neck. Yeah. <laughs> I think by the end, you'd literally be like, he's going to kill us all. Can we just... If I push him over the edge... <laughs> It's just like, right, maybe you just need to be fucking close. <laughs> if I throw him over, I'll be able to be the one that throws the thing uh. instead. Because I'd still be like, no, no, hold on, I've got it, I've got it. Don't worry, Grayson, I'll deal with it. You, in the end, just go, he's going to kill See, us. all you're going to be doing, if this was me and you, you're going to be practicing throwing that rock around a tree. Oh. The whole time I'm going to be doing push-ups to throw you at the tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> fucking leg and a I'm wing. I'm just doing long jump constantly. <laughs> I, I can jump further. I can jump further. <laughs> you see him, he's doing like the freaking long jumps. He got the Just leg day the every day. I've got fucking <laughs> massive thighs. Like. 1,000 push-ups. <laughs> 1,000 push-ups. <laughs> 10 kilometers every day. The next time the we see Emma... She's bald. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's got her hair. She's evil. She's evil. She's evil. <laughs> Until you shave her head. So what you're saying is, you guys are basically turning into like One Punch Man. I'm Moomin Ryder. 
Trying to throw Morocco. No, Moomin and Ryder's somewhat successful. I, I would <laughs> hey, be successful. Hey, he threw that bike over in one go. <laughs> exactly. Rock of justice. Rock of justice. <laughs> That's the one. A bike's worst enemy, a rock. As he's standing there at night in sunglasses throwing the rock at a tree he can't see. <laughs> to be fair... I'd be Rock of Justice. You'd stand there in a space daddy pose, just be like, the rock will go there anyway. (laughs) The wall will fall. Just shoot him. My rock's going that way and that way, everywhere but the tree. (laughs) (laughs) But guess what? The wall's falling down, filling in the hole, and you walk across. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. That's a dandy way of living, baby. That's a dandy way of living. (laughs) So after Dom's nailed it, all the kids use coat hangers as zip lines and start... Going across. I fucking loved that. Oh, it's good. It is good. It's clever. All it's of the clever. stuff from the pocket rockets and just stuff well like that. Yeah. Out and by then the we writers. see the bottle rockets, and... which were used by the other kids. We just saw them playing with them. It's the uh, where he's throwing the rocks, and also the fact that they're all doing a zip line with the coat hangers. And I like the fact that Ray's like shocked by what he's seeing. That's when Norman appears. I love this. We've seen this only in one other anime, and it was. Uh, Grimgar. Grimgar. Yeah. Nor- Norman appears this. and is like, there you go, Ray. I told you they could do it. And Ray's, told you you'd Ray's see something like, amazing. I didn't think we'd be able to take this movie. And Norman's like, I didn't think we'd be able to take anybody until Emma. And as soon as Emma said that she could do it, that was it. We were on board with her because we're always on board with Emma. As if she's the sort of secret leader as such. She's the commoner of this group. I just really love this moment when he appears. Yeah. She is, isn't she? Kind of, yeah. Well, she's the one that brings the energy and the enthusiasm and the can-do attitude can to everything. Can-do attitude. Yeah. And we cut back to mum, and she's got the radio through the... The kids haven't made it to the bridge. They're not at the bridge. Something's not right. They're not there. And the penny drops. And she turns into the T-100 Terminator. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> she legs it. She well, legs it. Boy, yeah. doesn't she. <laughs> and then we cut back to the wall, and we get the... Fucking scared girl on the wall. Ah, uh, do you know what? Right, I'm tossing this girl over the wall. I've already said this. <laughs> I'm doing like this is Sparta for blowing this instead. Just kicking her off the wall. That's you're, just, you're putting it over and you're tying her hands to that fucking oh, thing. Oh, she's like, a pain in the off. ass. Isn't no, she? <gasps> you could just put her clothes inside the coat hanger. And just... <laughs> <laughs> nice delivery service. <laughs> it would have worked. Just put it her wouldn't. inside the, the coat hanger. The weight of that would she would have slipped off. <laughs> nah, she'd have been alright. <laughs> well, walk it off. <laughs> well, we tried. <laughs> Look, I did the best I could. Count how many seconds she's falling screaming. Uh, Just so you know well, Ray how far up, down it goes. Ray, <laughs> Ray ends up taking her, and he says, "Like tie her to me, and we'll go together." Like, no, don't fucking waste time tying her to him. Took Just ages. Fucking Hold cling to, to him and go. You whiny. Fucker. The, this kid was purely there, so it wouldn't be odd that mum gets time to get there. Yeah. 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 That's all yeah. it was. It was the other two boys were freaked out as well. They they soon sort of buck up their ideas. Yeah. They do that typical anime sort of like, yeah, we're still strong boys and stuff like that. <laughs> it is. We've all seen it. Anime do you watch? <laughs> <laughs> we're strong we're boys. We're strong boys. <laughs> they do. They do the whole like muscle. Like, yeah. They get called chickens, don't they? Yeah. And they're like, That's no, no, I mean. no, we can do this. Don't you start. You've seen it. <laughs> we get a short. Not the same anime you've seen. Get... <laughs> literally in Gurren Lagan. <laughs> you see them do exactly the same thing. We get the don't short. We get the short flashback as well of a girl f- jumping up onto the wall. Swinging like a. 
Yeah. It's like a trapeze or like a blooming. It is, yeah. It's a, the bar thing. And then we see Mum running on the wall. T100. I want that edited. I want all of her running scenes with just the, the Terminator themes. <laughs> and Sister Cronin's ones as well. All of them. <laughs> and only Emma is left on the wall. Surprise, surprise. And she turns to her and says. The, the moment when mum turns up. I thought she was closer, by the way. I thought she was closer. Didn't it look like mum was literally next to her at one moment? I was like, oh shit, she's got her. But she isn't. She's a little bit further away and she's panting like crazy, which is actually realistic, can I add? Because they could have done it where she's just standing there talking to her and she's just not tired. Come with me if you want to. <laughs> they could have done that, couldn't they? But instead, she's absolutely fucking knackered. Who is your mother? Oh, what does she do? <laughs> uh, to be fair, it would have been funnier if she'd have just carried on panting throughout the entire thing. <laughs> just not said anything. <laughs> just nothing. And Emma goes, and she's... <laughs> instead, she says, I believe she says, I don't want to lose my children. Yeah. And Emma's just like, bye, Mum. I think we all did this. We sat and watched this entire scene, and every single one of us flipped to the bird. Every <laughs> single one. <laughs> Peace out, motherfucker. In fact, I'm pretty sure I did the rope pull blurred pull. <laughs> so I was like, Whee! So Emma goes. She's done, she doesn't hang about. She just leaves, and they cut all the lines loose, and they're just flapping around in the wind. And I thought she was just going to end herself here. Yeah. They, well, they, they don't even stick around long. themselves into the ravine. What's wrong with you? Well, they didn't say that. There were some ropes there. They don't, stick around. they don't stick around, do they? They just look at her very briefly and then just turn and run. Isab- I'll call her Isabella now. Isabella yeah. stands there on the wall and she lets her hair down. And it's, a, it's a throwback to her as a child, isn't it? She gets this, tidy. This moment. Yeah, she gets with that tidy. hair. She gets tidy. With that hair. And we get the full flashback for her. Well, maybe not all of it, obviously. But we get a flashback. Of her standing on the wall as a child, and she hears a song. A real nice song with a mandolin, by the, the way. The same song that she's been humming and Ray's been humming throughout this series. We'll play that at the and end a young, of this. And a young Isabella goes and finds the boy who's playing it, and it's a, it's a young lad sitting under a tree with a mandolin playing the song. And she just sits with him and she listens to it, and she tells him that she really likes the song. Well, she's like, is it original? Yeah. And then we see her... At a moment when the boy is being adopted. This boy that she's clearly created a bond with. Music still plays in the background. Music is still playing. And we see her really upset that he's leaving. And then when he's gone, she's alone in bed and she's crying. She's breaking down. Then she's back on the wall again. Mm -hmm. And she's looking out across the wall. Almost as if she wants to leave. And then her mother. And then, yeah, the mum of the plant that she's at turns up, takes her away. Then she's in front of the demon, being told that she that she's wanted as a mum. Then she's at training. Grandmother takes her and I mean, and eventually it all leads to her becoming a mum herself in her cell. What well, looks like a cell, and we see her yeah, almost in what looks like a cell, and she's pregnant and she's humming the tune while mm. rubbing her stomach, and then she's a mum in her position, and she's running her. Facility or whatever you want to call this it. This facility, the, the farm. The facility, yeah, the farm that she's that she, we have seen, mm. and she hears the song being hummed, and she freaks, and out. she look, and she yeah, she full on freaks, and she panics and she runs to the child that's sitting under the tree humming the tune, and he looks this way and it's it's Ray, it's a young Ray, 
and she is shocked and she says, Ray, how do you know that song? And he looks at her and says, hello, mother. Yeah. And his words are, mum, why did you give birth to me? Yeah, it's a weird question. And she looks at him and the expression goes back to sort of solemn again. And she says, I did it to survive longer than anybody else. Yeah. And then we cut back to her on the wall and she's looking out and she says to herself, it looks like I've lost. Run, children, and be careful. Find happiness and light. Yeah, I like this. But like I said to you, like, the way this had turned... The final episode is the best episode of this whole series. It's the best. When everything comes together and everything clicks into place and and the way that Isabella is in this final episode, I really like as well. And the twist with Ray being her real child. It shows that she's a three-dimensional character who had many different aspects to her... And she's not truly she happy, but she's no. doing what she has well, to. Well, we got that from the whole scene when Even she was taking Norman. Yeah, Norman to the gate. And yeah. she said, I, he said, are you happy? And she stopped and looked at him freaked out. She's not happy. She's only there to live and survive. And we cut to the bit when she's returning back to the house and it's on. It's just ablaze. And she, she goes up to Phil and she says, don't worry, Phil. They managed to escape safely. I found this weird. Because, like, what are we getting from this? She knows... Like, how does she know, I, Phil, like, knows? It would... the ne- We'd have to see how they handle the whole Isabella-Phil relationship going forward. Because it's obvious that Isabella knows that Phil is intelligent and knows what's going on. But she'd know that anyway because of his test scores. Yeah. yeah. She'd know that Phil is more intelligent than the rest of the kids. And it ends with us cutting back to the ones that have escaped... And they're running through the forest and eventually they hit this cliff and they look out over what is vast forest in front of them. And the sun is rising and they say, this is our first real sunrise. And it ends. So, The Promised Neverland. What are our final thoughts? Uh, Do you know I can give you a rating? Do we want the ratings now? By all means. And you can explain why. I think, yeah. This is probably the better way for me to do it because me saying about what I feel and then giving you a rating is not the right way around this. I think my rating for this, 7.5. Okay? It's not, it's nowhere near an amazing anime for me. It has great payoff at the end. I actually really enjoyed the last two, three episodes probably. But before that, it was so slow and methodical and lethargic and not a lot happened. And if it hadn't been for the fact that I was interested about how they were going to escape. I don't know if I'd have been able to carry on with the episode. Like the anime. That is the whole like, driving force of the season. Like, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, It was tough to get to the last couple of episodes. I think this is a good reason why season two has flopped. Yeah. It's because it had this factor of the whole thing is based on the escape. They made a hard job for themselves with season two because one, this obviously received a lot of accolades um, and it was really highly praised, as you saw, 100% from Rotten Tomatoes and various awards it was up for as well. And clearly had a lot of money pumped into it as well because the animation is very good in it. Unless they're walking down corridors. Unless, <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Fuck me, that's bad. Doom style. But they set themselves up for such a job in season two and I've heard nothing but bad things about season two. But also, the story would be so hard to take forward in season two. 
There's now that lot, they're out in the real world. There's a lot of tough things that have to be established now. Tougher things than what we've seen. So, but like without said, it being too far-fetched, but which I is going to be been, really hard to do. I would have been happy with having all the information about the outside world. Like the fact that they give the books and that, and maybe... They're like, oh, well, we've got a map and stuff like that, or we've got the guidance of where we need to go. And where it ends, they're at this house or something like that. Do you like mean, that. like, instead of cutting off when they're on the cliff top and they're looking at the sunrise, it cuts off with them finding some sort of human... Residence. Camp or yeah. something. No, just a residence of the guy that we've heard about. Like, the name what, might Like be... an abandoned house, yeah. like run-down house somewhere in the forest, and yeah. there's this guy find in neverland and it might even be called neverland or something like that like literally you'd never know there might be a payoff in season two for that there might be there might be but they this might, is they what might i'm been holding about. out for that what or I maybe would... even the very last episode completely when they're but that's finally found like, neverland i would have preferred this to have been a 12 episode that's it you're done job done Ooh, because it's a, a there's not though there is like how much are they put into these how episodes you, how, have you seen how much manga there is to this you no. wouldn't know how much content there is to put in. Maybe. Without just, understanding how much they've wrote for it. I would have been quite happy to see this as a 12 anime season. A standalone. Episode. A standalone. A, no, a 12 I, episode I there's, standalone. There, there's more. When, when you establish that there's a world outside, you have to continue on. Because people are going to want to know what's happened to them once they've got out. So I would have done this out of order. I would have started with this season. And then I would have gone... Season 2 would be... Isabel growing up, getting to that yep. mother, because then we learn more about the world. Yeah, you probably you, you see her going through the process and the yeah. information she's given and yeah stuff and like that. And then yeah. with that information, the actual kids that have escaped that can be season three, and we already know some of the rules of the world. And maybe getting some inner monologue from Isabella for season one yep. yeah about her thought process well it can about go into season one like that. yeah that's what I mean the last episode can like, be yeah. a huge flash through season one from <laughs> no, her point of view yeah. it could be like the Isabella could be her finding the toy on the floor like I don't yeah. know I kind of wanted to know how she was processing everything that was going Maybe. on during season one you would want one. to see the other side of the what, chess match like, I'd yeah. like to have known like how Norman's comment did affect her from her point of view. That sort of thing as well. Just that inner monologue from her. Like, that would did, been, did she yeah, drop like, Norman off and then go away and break down? conflict, yeah. Break down in her office yeah, and actually be upset. Or when Emma turned around and outright rejected her and she got angry and was like, well, fine, then just be sad and die. And she went and off to her office And then actually she shuts herself angry. in her office and, and is pissed off or upset. And it's like, do these kids not realise what's going to happen? And... Like, I did this for survival. But then, but then are you making her a bigger character than she necessarily might have to be? I'd like to see her as a big character, though. But she is a big character. She You're is, right, she is. She is for the season mom. one, she's the villain. And it's established that she is very important as well to Grandmother and the yeah. demons. Yeah, to the whole plant function and everything like that. She makes it's the best. the best plant. Yeah, and if this is what it's about... Like, that's what I see. This would be great as a standalone, but actually I really like the idea of having that second season of seeing Isabel and that. Yeah. Maybe that would then help, but actually I'm still happy with this being a standalone. I'd like to have seen a um, lot more information part If it in. didn't have the loose ends that it had, then But you yeah. could have made those, you could have tied those loose ends. You could have. But I, wouldn't, I, I don't think I'd want it 
it'd be, it would be a lot of cramming in. Yeah. It would be, and it, it would just be a reoccurring mum explaining. Or, or worse. Mum explaining. Cutting it. stuff mum, out. Yeah. Maybe. You've got a few open things, haven't you? You've got the, the flowers. What the fuck is the flower thing all about? You could probably get, maybe name this a 16 episode series or something like that. Or 24. Like, yeah, 24. Like that might make it better. Twenty four, twenty four episode first season would have branched out into the real world as well, and yeah. and f- wrapped up a few more loose ends, and then you could have established whether would, or not you wanted to do like a-, a twelve episode season two to finish it. Yeah, maybe we might have had an Attack on Titan problem though, where it just in order to make twenty four episodes, you've got to make sacrifices with animation and yeah, potentially. Yeah, it's a big studio that took it on. You're talking about Sony. Yeah, but they're, so, even they're only willing to dump so much into it. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. So they would have expected it on the same timeline. So what was your rating, Grayson? Seven. See, I was I seven. was debating between seven and seven point five. I would have gone higher had the pacing been a little bit better. And there's just... There was no real pull for me to be in as intrigued as I thought I would have been with all the mysteries and the stories and the, the chess game and everything else. Like it's they're there and I appreciate that they're there and I just, the payoff didn't really do it for me. It's not that it was bad. I just wish it would have been better paced. Okay. And a few bigger things paid off. We get the mystery. We know they've got to get over the wall and that's kind of all that is in season one. Yeah, they try and keep it very simple. It's very simple for we 12 must episodes. Escape. Yeah, and that's kind of it. And then all it is is, well, how are they going to do it? Oh, this obstacle's come in the way. How are they going to do it now? This obstacle's come in the way. And that just, if they repeat that formula for 12 episodes, that's a bit much. Mm-hmm. If they were to paste it out better and maybe, because it's a very character-driven show, invested more in some of the characters just a little bit, it would have been better. Yeah. Well, I agree that 7.5 is right for this. Um, and that, I did enjoy it. Very first time I watched it, I really liked it because it's something very different. Um, the story is very different from a yeah. lot of other animes. It, it, it's tried something very different from what I've you, you would see anywhere else. I've not seen a plot that's been very similar to this. No. Yeah, I can't think of no. one either. No, sure, the, the, the Matrix kind of And I think that's close, part of why film, it was but... popular, because it, it tried to go a bit left field with the storyline. It does and take a bit of a trope in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. When you start to, if you cut down the... It's action, a human farm. If you boil it down to a very, very, very basic component, yeah. it's a human farm. I wasn't on board Demons with the characters yeah. i wasn't on board with it. i i felt nothing for the characters no. i don't i like them i don't mind the voice acting i thought they were fine but you weren't you weren't invested that was one of my problems with this yeah but um, i one guess of my reasons for you don't have it. to be because you can yes you can be invested in a character but you can also be invested in a story the story is where this is the characters yeah. this are is it yeah second to they are story. second to the yeah story. but it, i would also say that this to get up to that level Needs the emotional impact as well. If you were more invested in the characters, you'd boost your score. Yeah, you would. Um, I was very happy with the story. I liked the story because, again, it was very different to any other story. But that's why it got 7.5 for me. Oh, absolutely. Like, it needed the character development investment for me to actually care about what happened to these characters. And I didn't get enough of that to to, To boost the score, I would have needed more of an attachment to the characters as well. 
Because that's my problem. Like, actually, the story's quite good. This whole thing is the cat and mouse getaway. And and that's fine. And that's why I got a decent rating. Because the storyline is fine. But I it is only issues. fine. Because of... And not and it's not the story. Yes, fault. but it could it's become better. It's the way better. it's presented. It could get better. In season one makes yeah, it absolutely. only fine. But the problem is, as I said, they've set themselves this bar now with a lot of people where everyone's got this expectation of them and, and apparently they've not reached it. I haven't I got a seen question. season two, so I don't know. I've yep. got a question for you boys then. We haven't seen season two. Nope. What do we think's going to happen? Like, what do you think the whole premise is in the end? What do we think the so failure the, so of the, season two? No, kid, no, I mean like the whole premise. I have a feeling that the kids that have escaped are going to obviously f- end up in some sort of demon community that they're going to be hiding in the shadows trying to not get... Yeah, trying to find some humans themselves. And eventually they're going to find somebody who's going to start try and help them. I think it's just going to follow them, though. I don't think we're going to get I much... I think it's going to follow them. But yeah. you know what I think is going to be the reason people are disappointed? Okay. Season two is going to be the opposite. It's going to be them planning to break back in. You reckon? With that a, soon? With a plan to get out, yeah. You'd be disappointed. Do you, yeah, with do you that. reckon they're going to do a big time jump? You'd be disappointed with that. Yeah, they could do a big time jump, and they did in like, this season. They went, they went nearly two years has passed since they broke out. That could happen. Do do a few episodes of them surviving like rats on a ship, and I think they might just throw Norman back in there as a bait as well. And it's kind of like, yep. ah, Norman's better than just bait. If you know, I would have liked to have seen this. I would have liked to have seen this anime. And this is the way I would have liked it to go. This is Finding Neverland. That's what it's called. The f- the the Finding? The Promised Neverland. The Promised, promised Neverland. Neverland. I'd like this to have ran into that trope. So there's a lot of hints that they could have latched onto. Don't know if they have. The fact that we've got... You've got to keep your story all... a little bit further away from that because licensing and... Yeah, but they could have. They could have literally just said, though, this is a parallel universe where the or this is a different universe where these kids are being taken from the world we don't know nothing about the universe we've got no explanation as to why, why, why the world is like it is is still up in the air and how they deliver that and that's why i want answering i don't give a them. shit about these kids no i no. want that answer why is the world the way it is how yeah. did it get there yeah. i'm hoping that this is i don't a... want no fucking like heroic thing as well oh, where no. they they grow up and eventually they a small group of kids defeat a world full of become, demons become Earth I'm hoping demon is, slayers yeah i'm hoping this is like i was saying a demon realm and they're being snatched from the real world potentially I wouldn't complain about that. And like, this, this is, is the real Neverland. Yeah, and this is the real Neverland. The story of Neverland on Earth is it's good and everything mm. for kids when really it's a fucking hell. Yeah. This is yeah, the... Make sense. Oh, yeah. if you want to go to Neverland for Peter Pan's sort of style Neverland... Even though it's not well, Peter Pan. Even though it's not Peter Pan. But this is Neverland. Come to Neverland. But still, that. we should run like it is Peter Pan. Yes. Like what I mean. So... It's Austin Powers. Get man. there... It's Godzilla. Even though it isn't. <laughs> but you get what I mean through that. That would be like a... I'd be happy with that. that it's like a role reversal of, oh, guess what? There's a real world. Everything is normal in that real world. But this is the demon world. And we've got kids here and we've managed to take them from the real world. Well, no, they don't have to take the kids, do they? They only have to take a first batch of That's people. what I mean. Yeah, and then they that's what they've kept there. it as. Yeah. And they take stuff from... 
the human do you world. think grandmother's going to be a real person or do you think there's she's some sort of hybrid or i think she's a real person i think she's, yeah. she's the one that's looking after the house for she's the mother isn't she? <laughs> the grandmother. I just thought of something. Yeah, no, 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 no. That ain't, that, that's a different person. I just thought of something person. that'd be no, really Yeah, because grandmother appears in front of Isabella when she's a child and doesn't look any different. Oh, okay. This is it. Grandmother looks exactly the same when she speaks to Isabella as a child as she does when she speaks to Crona. But grandmother so the doesn't... The first one that came through? Grandmother doesn't seem to look any older than when... The first she, one that came through? Mm? When Wendy goes home. Well, this Wendy children. doesn't. This is not. This is dark. This is Neverland, where she Peter never goes home. Gets Wendy's children on an adventure. Maybe then, that's the way this goes. And then that's the way the family plays out. Is Peter follows the what are they called the darlings. I would love this. When, when to be the Wendy way. goes with Peter, doesn't she? And yeah, and then goes back and grows up, has kids, and then oh those yeah, and then kids he go get, with Peter, yeah, and, and then, then he they got, go back, and then he goes after kids. Wendy's daughter, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. and it, the cycle repeats. Hmm. I'm a big Peter Pan. I've got the Peter Pan sequel down there. Yeah. I, I like Hook. Love I fucking love her. Yeah. Good movie. Maybe, I, I'd love that to be the storyline, though, that maybe Grandmother is the first one that came through. We don't know, like, along the storyline of Peter Pan, but like a dark Peter Pan. Like, this is a alternate realm full of demons instead. That'd be a great way for this to have gone. Quite evidently, it hasn't, no. because of the way this is being rated by the looks of it. What? If you trek Peter Pan as an urban legend on that earth, yeah. the reason he would never grow up is because it's a fucking costume that a demon's wearing. Yeah. So it wouldn't ever change. Mm. Yeah, see what I mean? To lure. To, to lure kids, yeah. Mm-hmm. That it is. But we've established they don't need to lure them. Yeah. Not they anymore. Because they're breeding them. Not anymore, and maybe Peter Pan's the one. Uh, see, I, that's what I would love. That would be an excellent way for them to go about this then, I was. You were going to do it, I saw you. I was. The big right. intake. Well, fair enough. I was going to say... The Promised Neverland, what's the final score? Seven and a half. Seven point five. I'm happy with seven point five. So the Promised Neverland gets a seven point five from the summoning boys. And on that note, it's time for us to chuff off again. All you summoners can join us next time where we will be reviewing Shimonita, episode one to six. You're gonna enjoy this one, guys, because fuck me, this is uh, explicit as He's going to love it. Oh, he's going to love Grayson's going to go in on this one. When you watch this, good luck. He's gonna... I'm not the one that watches the fucking anime. This porn. is going to be a fun ride. It's you one. two. <laughs> he's going to love it. If you've got any questions or queries or just want to chat to us, you can find us on I Instagram. I have a question Twitter. and query. What makes you think I watch the anime and porn? Facebook at How Not to Summon. My Facebook doesn't <laughs> tell you I watch anime porn. <laughs> or join our Discord at How Not to Summon a Podcast. I've been Shini Senpai. I've been Jim. Apparently, I've been watching too much anime porn. <laughs> See you later, guys. That right arm is really big. <laughs> 1,000 push-ups. <laughs> <laughs>